Welcome to The Tome, a D&D news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome editor, Sam Dillon. And today, we are bringing you the World Tree Burns podcast, the official actual play 5th edition D&D podcast that takes place in the Cobalt Press setting Midgard. We hope you enjoy this season, and without further ado, let's see what Dan Dillon has in store for his players. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cobalt Press. We are back today with the World Tree Burns of a somewhat reduced but nonetheless excellent group of people here today to head back into the adventure to burn down a castle or whatever it is we're going to get up to today. Something bad, no doubt, because uh, there are horrific creatures all around us, and some of them are us. Something like that. Uh, let's go around the castle and crew today. Let's meet the players, and of course, our. Magnificent Dungeon Master, Mr. Dan Dillon. Dan, how's it going, my friend? Hey, it's going really, really well. I'm excited to get back into playing. Uh, our schedule has been somewhat chaotic, what with my move across the country and new job and all that wonderful business. But we're getting it sorted out. Uh, yeah, so let's play some d and I'm ready. Let us do exactly that. And, of course, we have McCloak in the today. Cloak, uh, how's it going today, my friend? Uh, I, it's going great. I'm excited because we get to play D&D today. Uh, and I would just like to point out that like our morale or our morality level for our group is very high, and we're only going to do the best of things in the in everyone's interest, and best interest. And yep, yep, this is this is going to be this is going to be great. I play Cloak, our gnome, behind gnome ranger, and uh, <laughs> woo! We'll see if this motherfucker can burn. Um, that's me. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. And of course, we have Birdie back with us today. Birdie, how's it going? Oh, it's great. Uh, I want to say I'm sorry, everyone, for my problems last week. My mic just died, and uh, I had to get a, get a different one. But my name is Birdie, aka the Birdie Source, and I play Landis, a Gearforged warlock who has a, um, a fun little imp friend named Edwin. Fantastic. As for myself, I will be playing Riordan, the Dampier, Paladin, ready to smite some heretics today. Um, in whatever form they may appear, because sometimes heretics, you can't always tell when you first look at them. You've got to really give them a good interrogation, first of all. You know, give them a good drowning, see if they float, etc., etc. So, yeah, uh, Riordan's ready to perform some horrific acts against some potentially terrible people. Um, but Dan, I'll hand over back to you to remind us a little bit about what happened last time on the show and take us into tonight's episode of The Well Tree Burns. All right. So uh, when last we left our heroes, they had learned from a uh, somewhat unlikely point of contact, the Master of Coins of Zobek, one Lord Volstaff Greymark, that their friend Glaz was scheduled to be executed. He was in the custody of a knightly order of uh, vampire-hating paladins, that had been tracking Riodan and his ilk, uh, as well as the vampire nemesis that y'all were embroiled with. And Glaz ended up in their clutches. And he has some potent magical artifacts, including some of an extremely dark nature. And that um, did not dispose the paladins nicely toward Glaz. So you all ran around Zobek, making some crazy plans to figure out how to try and get him out. You bartered with a Darakul information broker in the Cartways Black Market below Zobek, 
and you bought yourselves a strange little construct, like a little brass spider that was full of these strange cogs and gears that uh, Radu, the Darakul, told you were actually holy relics of the goddess Rava, and he warned you not to let any of her faithful see you using this thing for that purpose. But it led you, it discovered a safe path through the cartways into a hidden entrance into the bowels of the citadel where Glaz was being held. And uh, there you found him through a combination of skill and stealth. Uh, you found his cell where at least Glaz was residing. There was a strange, uh, pervasive chill and darkness in the room, and lurking in the corner was a horrifying one-eyed creature, uh, a scaly aberration, um, which I don't think any of you really recognized it for what it is, but it has one massive eye, sharp teeth in its skull-like face, bony protrusions across its back and clawed fingers, and uh, it somehow spoke to you in Glaz's voice, and uh, that was warning you, telling you that you had walked into a trap, and that is where we have left off. So the uh, the group of you are in a tight, cramped, dank, moldy dungeon corridor. The, uh, the stone walls are pressed close. You can really only comfortably go single file. You'd have to, like, shuffle past each other to get more than uh, more than one of you abreast. And uh, there's a heavy banded oak door that's opened into a cell. And this creature is uh, running its bizarre tongue over its teeth with its massive green eye. And uh, Glaz's voice just issued out of this thing saying, Oh, you're walking into a trap. Nope. <laughs> what? 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 What's happening? Is it just me or that voice doesn't really fit the body? That's <laughs> wrong. Um, I like. I, I'm like changed. peeking the door open, looking at this thing. And I was like, um, who are you? I mean, it sounds like glass. Yeah. <laughs> so that creature was uh, that creature was staring at you out of this darkness, and it scrabbles forward, kind of on all fours, hunched low, uh, and its clawed fingernails kind of scrape on the stone. And when it speaks, uh, you can almost hear the voice echoing in your head with this bizarre two-tone thing. You can hear Glaz's voice coming out of its mouth, and then this other raspy, strange voice overlaid over Glaz's tones. He says, uh, my magic ring, my friends, it, it, it found a way to, to get me out. Um, I am not here anymore, but I am looking at you through this creature that brought the ring to me. It is me. It is Glazishin. Hello. Okay, can we? Can we get? Okay, where are you? Um, I, I I'm not entirely sure. It was very strange. Uh, I had to do uh, any kind of looks uncomfortable for a moment and it's strange watching this bizarre creature kind of run its claws over the back of its scaly neck I had to do some things to help Walker uh, the ring, you remember my ring that I, I got from Grandmother's Hut uh, yes. Walker helped me to escape, there was um, there was darkness all around me and I felt like I was falling and then there was nothing, but then I was back here looking through this fellow huh. um but Walker told me that uh, that this is this is a trap for you, so you should get out right now. Okay, I'm gonna shut the door and leave that in there. We'll send you a message. Um, can I roll insight? Jail. Sure, oh, wait, you can make wait, a wait, 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 wait. That's 
That's supposed to be your friend. That's your friend. No, that's not Blast, the one we've seen before. Well, that, that sounds like him. Hold on, just 22. A 22. All right. Um, it, uh, I mean, it really sounds like glass. It's got his same patter, his same ramble. Um, uh, he sounds freaked out. Uh, he sounds scared, but almost mm-hmm. more like he's scared for you than for himself, although he is just kind of freaked out across the board at the moment. Um it's a little difficult to read since he doesn't have any of Glaz's normal expressions. But as you watch this thing and it talks to you, it definitely sort of mirrors Glaz's body language. Okay. So um, Landis is definitely going to speak up and he's going to say, listen, listen, listen. If, if, that, if your friend is in there, I need you to understand. No one would have guessed I was in this body once I took this form. If you leave him in there and your friend is truly inside of him, you're leaving him to his death. No, he says uh, he's sir. not there anymore. Is this thing a messenger glass? What is this? So, uh, the thing blinks its massive green eye and kind of tilts its head way too far to the side, and you can hear its vertebra kind of pop when it does. And, uh, he says, it is very strange. Um, I feel like I am this thing, but it is not my body. I, I mm, This is a, a new experience for me. I'm, I'm not sure I'd want to repeat it. Maybe sometime if we could do it in something a little nicer, then uh, there could be many interesting applications for uh, magic such as this. But um, right now, I'm not sure what to make of this. And as he talks, his voice begins to grow thready, and the tone changes and becomes kind of tinny, almost like it's being spoken through a, uh, a metal tube, and it gets fainter a little bit. Can I roll Arcana? Uh, sure. You can make an intelligence uh, Arcana check, try and figure something out. Ooh, uh, 12? 12. Um, uh, so it sounds like Glaz's voice is getting farther away. Uh, although the the body isn't moving, uh, changing its you know relative position, except for shuffling around a little bit like Glaz does when he's agitated. Um, so uh, maybe whatever connection between Glaz and this thing has, it's getting weaker. Or wherever okay. Glaz is, he's getting farther away. So it has so the voice has to come okay. across a greater distance. Okay. Uh, Glass, we'll send you a message at some point in time. Okay, love you, bye. And then I shut the door, and I was like, he's not in there. Um, I was like, we, we need to get the fuck out of here. Are we saving the others? I'm starting to agree. I don't really want to be here um, anymore. Wait, wait. Maybe we should... Yeah. What? Glass. Fan. All right, uh, so you hear a scuttling thump of footfalls and scrapes of scaly palms on the stones, and these fingers kind of peel out through the, the barred window, and the thing, like, scrabbles up, and that giant eye is looking through that tiny window at you. Uh, and Glass's voice, becoming more and more reedy and and drawn, says, no, th- there's, there's more... You must know... Uh, they, they, they are, the knights, they have, they have, they, 
They, they have things they should not. Oh, what's up? Like, man. They, 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 they. <sighs> My personal memoir? I apologize for that. Says a soft but um, kind of almost melodiously toned voice that I don't think any of you have ever heard before. Walker's it's... talked out loud to us one time. Has he? Oh, okay. Then, then you do recognize it as Walker's voice. Yeah, it was, it was, I think, a little bit after the Margrieve, and it was just the once. Sure. Uh, the, uh, the Nothic, the, the creature, I guess you guys don't know what it's called, the, the creature shudders, and its pupil widens, dilates, and then constricts, oh, down, to a, and then constricts down to a little point. I apologize for that. I could no longer maintain Glaz's connection with this body. Uh, it seems I can do so, however. The oh, artifacts okay. that Glaz carried are in the possession of the knights. It would be very bad if you left them there. You must retrieve them on your way out. I can help you if no. you wish. Yeah, do you have any idea where they are? Yeah, oh. that one. I'll take it. So the, uh, the, the creature tilts its head all the way to the other side. I have a sense of where the lexicon is at least. And I would hope the rest of the relics are there as well. The Heart of Flame should not be left in their possession, nor should the copy of the journal that Glass had partially decoded. There is dangerous knowledge contained in that. But the priority must be the pages of the lexicon. They have a wizard trying to decipher it now. So we should okay. stop the wizard? Yes. So, we tell everyone? Do you have control of this body? Yes, my consciousness resides within its flesh. Great. Can you come with I us? I love how you say flesh. I can. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, so, do you know uh, he you... kind of scrabbles down off the door, and then since, like, I mean, you just kind of shut it. You didn't relock it or anything. He just sort of pulls it open. Well, that's okay. So, <laughs> off to kill um, the wizard. When... <laughs> I forgot when uh, close when Cloak casts the the pass without trace. It's not around him. It was just the people he cast it on, right? So this it's... guy doesn't automatically have pass. You have to you have to be by me. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Uh, it's only yeah. the people around you when he casts it, and you have to when stay within it. 30 okay. feet of him. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Is, uh, Walker, right. is this thing stopping? It... <sighs> it... It should suffice. Okay, because I don't want to recast the spell until I have to. Because I, so, I don't know how much time I have left on it. If it's like five minutes, I'll be like, okay, but... Um, I, I don't honestly remember how long it took you to guys, guys to get in here. I'd say you have about 20 minutes left on the spell. Okay. Uh, All right. It's long enough. All right. I'm, so uh, 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 I find 20 minutes oh, is long enough most of the time. Birdie, what do you got? I was just going to say, I cast, I want to cast mage armor on myself. Oh yeah, sure. No problem. 
Uh, and that is, uh, you are accomplishing that by means of an Eldritch Invocation? Uh, right? Yes, I am. The yep. Armor of Shadows. Okay, so uh, what does it look like when you invoke this? Now, the armor is basically invisible once it happens, but mm-hmm. is there any sort of, like, anything anything visible or, or noticeable that happens yeah. when you when you? Okay. Yes. So I imagine that any time, really, that Landis um, uses one of these, especially the invocations, um, it's almost like for just a second, because he's made out of metal, you get you feel a little tingle in the air and there's a spark or two uh, within him that you can kind of see um, just a little hint of through the joints that he's got where the, the different parts meet and stuff like that. So you just see a couple little sparks inside him and you feel a little electricity in the air. Okay. So you concentrate for just a moment and uh, maybe uh, I think you might have to still provide components or no? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that one. Either way. So you might, uh, you might, you might whisper. I, a, I have uh, a focus. A short, right. Uh, you might whisper a short propitiation to your patron, and then uh, yeah, that uh, sort of ozone crackle passes through, and a few sparks between Landis's joints, and you are protected. So uh, yeah, Walker kind of shuffles forward in the creature's body, and uh, he does he does begin to move pretty carefully and. Um, greatly reduces the amount of noise the creature's clicking claws make on the stone. Uh, and he kind of looks around and sniffs with this almost um, skull-like set of nostrils below its giant eye and says, Upwards. It's upwards from us. We must leave the dungeons into the citadel itself. Oh, good. Right. Okay. I have a question. uh, Let's get going. Yes. Since it's going to take us a few minutes to do this, obviously, and um, this is the mage armor is not a um, concentration spell. Would you let me also cast it on the Nothic? Nothic. Uh, Is it is it target self or can you touch? No, it's it's touch range. You touch a willing creature who isn't already Uh, wearing armor. Certainly. Let's see if it will help the Nothic. Um, It actually will. Yeah, if he... Uh, Okay, great. Okay. Yay! Yeah, so you reach reach forward uh, and once again make your little... uh, make your momentary obeisance to your patron. Again, there's that crackle uh, and there's almost like flickers of gold or silver around the spines on the creature's back and along its shoulders and it shivers and then turns its head over to regard you, Landis, and says with that strangely soft, uh, melodious voice, thank you, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Okay. Anything to help? Uh, all right. Well, we're all getting along famously. Uh, should we go <laughs> murder someone together now? It seems a good way to well, cement friendship. Uh, you want, I wonder... Okay, um... Let us head our way up, and then I try to find the way up. Sure. Uh, all right. So there's really not too many ways you can go down here. You're in essentially one long corridor, and you haven't noticed too much in the way of branches. Uh, so after just a few minutes of searching, you find a stairway leading up, and you can see that the uh, the landing up at the top of this tight, narrow stone staircase is much more well lit than it was down here. Okay. 
Uh, stealth. Sure. Yeah, you guys can uh, give me a group stealth check and recall that those of you who are affected by Pass Without Trace have that damn plus 10. Um, Does someone want to watch after Tilly and... uh, I could watch after Tilly. Don't particularly worry. Oh, damn, I got a nat 20. Nice. Uh, Walker in the Nothix body has a dirty 20. Uh, I got a. I also got a dirty twenty plus ten, which is thirty. All right, nice. And I got a dirty twenty. Thirty twenty twenty net twenty on on Rio down there. Um, Yeah, you have plus ten to your uh, right stealth. Okay. So despite the. (laughs) <laughs> Despite the heavy armored clanking of some of your companions, you ghost your way through these dank, cold, really just horrible corridors. Uh, the stink down here is stale, old sweat, urine, um, mold. It's just terrible. Um, as you head up to the uh, up to the landing on the next floor, it's only slightly better, and uh, some of those scents are masked with the uh, smell of burning pitch from the torches and the scent of fresh straw. Maybe, like maybe the pallets are changed out a little more frequently up here. So uh, you make your way up to the top. Who's uh, like? Give me a rough order that we're traveling in here, uh... and tell me where you. Where you want Walker? Somewhere in the middle. Walker would be in the back. I would be in the front, uh, scouting ahead. Uh, Puff Puff would be uh, by me, or actually by Walker currently, uh, to be like so, protection. All right, so Walker is in the rear. Is that what you said? Um, I I didn't I I didn't catch 30. what you said. It's, it's, is he in the back or the front? I would want uh, him in front of me, so I'm in the back. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm in the front. Then uh, I don't know where Reardon is. I'll be in the middle. If anything goes wrong, I can pivot backwards or forwards and, to kill someone. Then pop nice. up behind him, then the Nothic, and then Landis, and then Tilly and Rowan. <laughs> okay. Got it. All right. So, Cloak, as you uh, mm-hmm. approach the landing, you can kind of very carefully creep around and peer uh, around the, the edge of the archway there. The hallway up in this level of the dungeon is slightly wider. You think two of you could walk side by side comfortably. Um, maybe not fight side by side, but at least walk. Um, mm-hmm. You see there are several more well-maintained cell doors, uh, but they also seem to be less secure. There's more like open bars and just kind of more regular-looking doors here rather than the gigantic, uh, horrible things they had down in the the lower level. Okay. Is there Uh, a light here? I know at one point that you had a flaming sword up, but is that still a thing? My sword... My sword is still up, but I can put it out really quickly at the same time. Right. Okay. Uh, as long so as, this hallway is better. As long as I can still see, I want to um, tell Edwin, who's still invisible, to uh, just stay in front of us 
a little ways um, so that he can warn me if he sees or hears anything coming. Okay, no problem. Uh, you, uh, you, you feel him sort of whisper telepathically to you, sure thing, boss. And you can feel him flutter off your shoulder and scurry forward. All right. Uh, so the hallway up here is much better lit than it was down below. It's still not bright, except when you're right by one of the little candle lamps or torches. Uh, so the general hallway is essentially in dim light. So those of you with dark vision can see as if it were bright. Okay. Then uh, then I would be like, Trussa, and then my sword would go out, but I would still keep it out. Okay. Cool. Uh, all right. So, uh, as you make your way up, you're just going to kind of wander around and try to find your way out of the dungeons? Um, yeah. Well, um, Walker said he had a, a sense of where it was, right? Does that mean he can it's guide very, us a little bit or it, no? It, it's, it's very vague. Like, he can tell mm-hmm. that the uh, the tablets are above you, but he doesn't okay. have a, a perfect sense of the layout of the Citadel or anything like that. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to see if my uh, urban ranger would help me out with this. Um, it will definitely stop you from getting lost. Um, so uh, if you kind of, you know, if you, you'll be able to backtrack without um, without losing your way, no problem. Um, okay. You can go ahead and make a wisdom perception or survival check to try and gauge where you'd like to be. Um, let's do survival. Okay. Uh, they're about the same, but let's... Uh, and so the proficiency is doubled right now? Because it's a wisdom uh, check? If that's what Natural Explorer says, then yes. Uh, you have advantage on wisdom survival checks uh, to track your favorite... No, that's favorite enemy. We're, no, that's fate. Yep. Uh, hold on. Uh, when you make an intelligent or wisdom check... Yeah, a wisdom yeah. check related to your favorite terrain, your proficiency bonus is doubled as if you're using the skill that you're proficient in. Okay. There you go. Uh, so uh, proficiency doubled, so that would be uh, six. So my skill is seven currently. Um, that is a whopping 13. Okay. Um, all right. So you think you have a pretty decent bearing uh, on, on which mm-hmm. way to go. And as you're uh, leading the way up into this corridor, you notice signs that it is much more uh, regularly traveled as well as being a little better maintained. So, um, mm-hmm. and keep in mind that while you do have magic assisting your stealth, if you don't have anything to hide in or behind, it won't help you. It doesn't make you invisible or anything like that. Yeah. So, like, if guards come tromping around the corner and you're standing in the middle of the hallway, they have you cold. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I still to... want Edwin should still be in front of us, so we should get a little sure. bit of a warning if um some he sees someone. Yep. Okay. No problem. Uh, so the. You sort of pick a direction cloak, uh, given what you know of the, the layout of the Citadel from afar, and then kind of yeah. getting your bearings as to where you think you are within it. Um, and that should give you the best chance of finding a way up. Uh, Edwin ranges a good bit ahead invisibly. Um, and you're not getting any sort of warnings or anything from him, Landis. So uh, as you make your way through the corridors, stealthy as hell, all y'all. Uh, you can hear um, from a side corridor up ahead, you hear voices filtering over to you. It sounds like um, two men speaking common, uh, just sort of chatting, really. 
I am going to. I'm well. I'm gonna um hold on to the Nothic in front of me and just say, "Don't leave me behind." And I'm gonna kind of zone out and listen through Edwin. Okay. Uh, do you want to send Edwin over to get a closer look or listen, or just from yeah. where he is? Okay. Uh, I want him uh, to be a little bit closer. Not right on top of them or anything, but. <laughs> sure. Uh, I will make a stealth check for Edwin to see how well he do. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay, um, so Edwin actually transforms into a spider while he's invisible and Ooh. clings upside <laughs> down to the ceiling and just scurries nice. along. Um, it's funny. a it's a very strange that's feeling my new favorite perceiving, thing. <laughs> perceiving through his senses when he shifts. You feel your body constricting and tingling and then erupting with all these little coarse hairs and extra legs. And then this <laughs> low slum view upside down on the ceiling from this bizarrely wide uh, field of view just starts zooming along the ceiling. Uh, he comes around a corner and you can see there's a small guard post at a uh, junction of corridors. And uh, in, in this intersection, it sort of opens into a chamber or a room. And uh, there are tables, there are weapon racks, there's a heavy uh, leather-bound book that looks like some sort of ledger. Um, and there are two Citadel Guard uh, seated at the chairs. It looks like they they have tankards of some sort of drink in front of them. And they're not exactly off-duty, but they're not on a, uh, not on, on a patrol or a, a rotation at the moment. So they're just sort of manning this post. And uh, one of them is sort of chatting idly about um, uh, it's talking about uh, a horse race he's thinking about betting on later later in the week. Okay, and that's it. Uh, for so, a I mean, few minutes. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Why don't you um, make me a perception check, either for you or yeah, okay. you can make uh, yeah, you can make a perception check for me. See how well. Okay. Uh, Thirteen. 13? Okay. Um, as you're listening to this sort of idle chit-chat, two more guards uh, approach the guard post from down one of the other corridors, and uh, as they come in, one of them shakes his head and says, uh, those people we brought in the other day, uh, can you check and see when they're due to be interrogated? And uh, one of them sort of one of the seated guards sort of pipes up and uh, grabs the book and slides it over and he opens it up and starts flipping through and he says, oh, the um, the blood cultists. Yeah, yeah, that's them. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, it looks like the uh, the Sun Knights are going to be putting the question to them come sundown tomorrow. Alright, so we have to feed them at least till then, I suppose. I'll go see to it. Okay, and I just want to um, have Edwin just take one broad look at the room, and I want to make sure that he doesn't see or sense those tablets in there anywhere. I assume they're somewhere safer, but just in case. No. Yeah, definitely no? doesn't okay. see those. Yep. Okay. Then I'm going to uh, work back out of that, and um, I will whisper very quietly to Rhea Dan, who's just one person in front of me, and say, um, your friends are being interrogated tomorrow night, tomorrow evening, just so you know. Should we come back tomorrow, maybe? Would that be <laughs> for a visit? Oh, oh, right, right. We should get now, so that we don't let them get tortured. <laughs> Understood. All right. This is good. It's good news, right? 
And they're not uh, killing having them. Having a timeline is them. beneficial. Yeah. I feel good about this. Can I roll perception to see where that guard goes that said it was going to feed them? Uh, you would have to be down there to uh, oh, okay. to kind of see where you he goes. You don't have an Edwin. So, um, <laughs> Bertie, did you leave up. Edwin down there at the guard post? I I left him to do as he wished. Um, so I got back into my own senses, but he can still talk to me if he feels yeah. the need. Like yeah, like if you want to send him to follow the guard who's apparently going to feed the prisoners, he can do that. Yeah, so I'll say um, just find out, watch him, and find out where they go. Okay, um, sure. So he follows the other guards. What are you all doing during this time? Are you just going to kind of hang out in the hallway, or keeping an eye on? I think for me. Yeah, that uh, that, and I would uh, tell everyone be like. Bro, uh, we should get them on the way out, um, not on the way in. So uh, when you say that, when you say that, the uh, the one-eyed creature sort of cranes his head around to look at you and says, I was able to glean that the knights were expecting someone to try and rescue Glaz. I suspect... Escaping the way you came in will be much more difficult. Well, um... Yeah. Possibly? Well, that's if they know that we came down there and did it, but... We'll have to play it by ear at that point. All right. Okay, so uh, Edwin follows the the guard who goes and prepares uh, several trays of food and actually gathers um, several sort of uh, short, skinny clockwork figures to carry all of these trays. So he gathers, um, I'd say, probably three of these clockwork servants, and each of them carries two trays of food. And it leads them... Down, uh, he leads them down a corridor, past some more cells, and uh, you can see or perceive through Edwin. And he kind of lets you know uh, when they've reached the destination, so you can look if you want. Uh, you okay. can see as the uh, servants sort of uh, deal the trays out to these uh, people in the cells. Okay, yeah, um, I will. I will jump in real quick. Yeah, just to see. Yep, so you see all that happening. Um, you get a look at... You get uh, not really a good look at anyone in the cells, but you do discover where they are. Okay. Yeah, great. Um, then I will um, come back to myself and I'll tell everyone I know I know where they are. So at least we can get to them. Okay. All right. Well, um, I say we still try to find our way up and then come deal with that no, no. later, or do you want to deal with it now? Well, they're um, interrogating them tomorrow, so we might have some time, you know, find our way around. What did the door... What was the situation with the the actual doors to these cells? Is there a lock or it's a bar or what? Uh, they are, like, cage doors. Like, barred doors. Um, so you don't have to have a key? You just open the bar? Oh, oh you, de- you definitely need a key. Uh, and you in fact, they, they, didn't actually, they didn't actually open the cells. There's a slot mm-hmm. in, the, uh, in the middle of the door that mm-hmm. they just kind of fed the trays through for the, the prisoners to come and get them. Did Edwin, uh, or when I was Edwin, did we see any keys on belt rings or keys in pockets or anything like that? 
Okay, so now that you start thinking about that, um, Edwin, the invisible, uh, you know, dinner plate-sized spider, scuttles down the wall and starts paying closer attention to what the guards are carrying. Uh, in addition uh-huh. to wearing chainmail armor with uh, the tabards of the citadel and the the cog standard of Zobek on the front, uh, you see that they do indeed each carry uh, a key ring with several keys on them. Mm, okay. Alright, uh, so these are these are uh, no, I'm going to come back and I'll say uh, we'll need the keys to get in, get them out of there. All the guards have key rings. We may want to think Wait. about how to snag one. We could kill them all. Keys are a good idea. We could kill them all, or we could try to be a little more discreet and get out of here with our lives. Well, well if they're dead, they can't Cloak is pretty alone. sneaky, but I agree. If they're I'm, dead, they can't move anymore. I'm not. I'm not too much of a thief, though. Like I'm sneaky, yeah, but like I'm not. I'm not. I, I don't mean. have a sleight of hand or anything. Well, my expertise is really talking my way out of a situation, or you know dance routines. This is uh, this is tricky. I mean, <laughs> killing them is certainly up there. When it comes to heresy, uh, we could take some, but you're right. They might come and come looking for those that go missing, and it could cause quite a lot of noise as well. Do you have an idea, Landis? So, um, if I remember this from seeing it, let me know. If not, I'm going to have Edwin go back to that room. And I want to sure. know if the guards that are just hanging out in there, like, did they take the key ring off and set it on a desk? Or is it still attached to them? Or is there a key hook on the wall? So, um, Edwin wasn't making super great note of all that kind of stuff that uh-huh. was around in the room at yeah. the time. Uh, but once you start sort of asking him about it or thinking about it, you can tell that he's already on the move back toward okay. uh, the guard post um, uh-huh. because he's just following the guard back. Uh, and so right. in, a, in a moment or so, he's back there and you can actually take a, a closer look around through his eyes if you like. Perfect. Yes. So, do that. Uh, yeah. So you're looking for any extra keys just sort of lying around. Um, there doesn't seem yeah, to be anything, extra... nothing in the open. Uh, it looks like all of okay. the guards have a key ring on them uh, that okay. they have just sort of uh, on their belts, uh, you know, okay. connected to a little loop. Do I see anything like where the keys would be stored at night when the guards went home or anything like that mm. in case they leave them here? Go ahead and make me an intelligence investigation check. Okay. Ooh, that is a 22. Ooh, nice. And a 19. All right. So uh, on the table that the guards are sort of congregating around, there is a heavy drawer in the bottom of it, and it looks like that has a keyhole as well. So it looks like Mm. things could be secured in that drawer. Interesting. Uh, With a 22, I'll also... I'll also tell you, um, looking at this guard post, it seems like this is sort of a secondary thing, like maybe one that they just kind of put together themselves. Um, There's no, like, secure lockers or anything like that for extra weapons or or, uh, a secure, like a safe to put keys in, anything like that. Yeah. uh, Which you would expect there to be. So there must be Uh uh, maybe a central sort of barracks area for these prison guards where that stuff is kept. Okay, interesting. Um, I'm going to tell Edwin to just hang out and let me know if he hears anything important. 
um, for a few minutes while we kind of ponder what to do next. So uh, he can just stay there. And I'm going to kind of relate to the group that um, there may be some extra sets of keys in a locked box in there, but it doesn't seem like that's where they would generally um, be. So we may want to look for another barracks as well to find some spare keys. Yeah. Well, they've got to have some lying around somewhere. Yeah. Attended. Uh, the barracks seems like a good idea. They have to have somewhere to sleep, presumably, and meet one another. So, yeah. And I like um, Edwin, Edwin can always cause a distraction to maybe get some people out of the room if needed. That's a good idea. And as we've mentioned, Cloak is sneaky. He may not be a thief, but if there's no one in a room, he can silently slip in and out, I'm sure. Right. Well, that, uh, that, and I mean, if Edwin's invisible, can he take the keys? Yeah, he potentially could, but uh, he can't do it right in front of them. They <laughs> They'll see the keys fly away. <laughs> and certainly better that he makes the distraction rather than us in case they were to. Yeah, because he can invisibly make a distraction down this way while we're on right. this way and sneak in. Yes. Quite. Okay, so. All right, I'm liking this is, Unless okay, you don't care so, about these people, in which case we can just leave them. <laughs> well, that's the Rudin's people, so that's <laughs> up to him. Right, uh, that's what I mean. I, you know, I almost feel responsible for them. Uh, that's the funny thing. It's a strange feeling of, <laughs> you know, almost... It's like I've done something wrong, and I feel bad, but I can't quite understand. I, let's try and help them, and if it goes well, maybe I'll feel better. I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. So where do we go from here? Asks Walker through through the creature's lips. Um, do, we, do we try to find the artifacts, or do we try to find your keys? Well, the keys I say keys first. For yeah, they, keys could get us into all sorts of places. Level. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. We could find, like, a, a set of master keys or something. I don't know. Let's... You wish to keys find unattended keys that are stored somewhere rather than taking one off of these people? That'd be ideal. That's ideal. Yeah, but... I mean, we could try to take them off of someone, but I don't know how... I mean, none of us are, are thieves, really. Oh, wait. Hold on. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> if oh, wait. I am can... a thief. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no. <clears throat> if you can cause... <laughs> one of those guards to walk close to us, I may be able to steal the secret of where they keep the keys. All right, good idea. All right, how about this? We hide somewhere, little buddy goes along, causes distraction, makes him walk by, this buddy here steals the information, then we go get the keys. I am gonna do something slightly different but very similar i uh, that's how, good i mean that's better in fact so we're we're not invisible though so how how close does no. he be walker that's true as far as i'm aware how, how close fairly close uh, perhaps he kind of looks down the side hallway where you sent uh, edwin and where you heard the voices perhaps a little bit closer than that corner and you kind of you kind of look down. The corner is maybe forty or fifty feet away, so it sounds like they have to get pretty close. 
that's fine. Can we position ourselves to where, so the room is, or, or the, um, the people are walking down there, right? Yes. Okay, so we would need to be, for example, I want to, uh, so I want to use prestidigitation to make a sound like in the middle of the hallway or whatever to try to get someone to come out and look at it. And then I just want to make sure that we are behind a wall. Okay. So you want to try and find a place where you all can hide and then yeah. make some sort like of sound or distraction to, to, to draw them out. If I need to step out for a second to do it, that's fine. I just want to be able to quickly duck behind a wall. Sure. Uh, all right. So um, looking around, the easiest way to get behind a wall would be to get into one of the cells. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, guys, you want to you wanna play jail time for a second? <laughs> Uh, any jail-based, any jail-based roleplay I'm in for, yes. <laughs> That's what's happening. Oh, okay, this is this is a very weird plan. But um, is the cell door open? <laughs> if it works, uh, it works, why don't you make me an intelligence investigation check, Cloak? Here we go. Straight up, five. Five. Uh, so you check three cell doors nearby to you that are, are uh, that are empty, uh, and each of them are locked. Oh, that so was keys. unhelpful information, then, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> he just um, gives the information. He doesn't tell us if it's helpful. <laughs> I, but I, mean, I am just a messenger. Most information always- isn't helpful. <laughs> I always go like this. Like, are they crossed? Uh, This one is like a T intersection, but there are other hallways up here. It looks like this level of the dungeon is a little bit, um, a little bit wider and more, um, just, just larger. So you could probably Mm -hmm. find other areas, and there are certainly other cells you can see down the hall and around the corner. Sure. Can I? Yeah, but if I get too far away, I'm not going to be able to. Can you fit through the bars? Uh, No. It looks like uh, in Zobek, they are quite used to having to deal with small-sized, live, sneaky little bastards that they'll have to occasionally incarcerate. What with all the kobolds. Mm, Okay. So, yeah, there are crossbars that make it impossible for you to slip through. So it's a T. I mean, do I hear? Are there other guards walking around? Do I know somewhere else we might be able to get near one of them? I mean, uh, um, so at this point, uh, Landis will kind of get in touch with you. You'll feel that tingle at the back of your head and he'll say, boss. Oh, sorry. Edwin. Edwin (laughs) will get in touch with Landis. Uh, He'll say, boss, some of those guards are starting to to walk around again. I think they might be patrolling your way. Careful. Okay. All right. So I want to, I want to have us then um, retreat a little bit to a different uh, hall, a a crossed hall or something like that, where there's an easy place for us to kind of just get behind the wall and and hide quickly. Okay. So uh, there, you could try that with some of the, some of the crossing hallways and hope that nobody comes up on you from the other side. Um, Another way you might be able to do that is back at the stairwell that you came up from the, uh, the dank deeper levels of the dungeon. Okay. Uh, and if we got in the stairwell, 
Uh, is there a door? There's a door at the, at the top of the stairwell? There isn't, but okay. that stairwell is not well lit. As long as you're okay. down a little ways, you're essentially in shadow. So Okay, it's, then that's uh, what I'm going to suggest. I'm going to suggest that we do that and that everyone gets as far down as they feel comfortable. And then I'm going to have um, Walker and myself kind of be at the top of the stairs. And if I hear someone starting to come that way and I think that they will see and hear this, I want to shoot um, some sparklers off um, kind of at least 10 feet away from me, which is as far as I can go, that would hopefully grab yep. their attention, have them walk close enough to try to see what happened and then. Okay. Yeah. And then have uh, right. Walker try to read it. Are they patrolling in pairs? Uh, so, uh, I mean, yeah, you can basically relay that question to Landis, who can ask, uh, Edwin, and yes, it will come back that oh. the ones he see right now are in fact patrolling in pairs. And there's no one in the cell right now, the, the guard stand? Uh, no, there are at the guard stand. There's two in the guard stand and two patrolling that you can see. Two and two. Oh, okay. And the two in the guard stand are the ones that are kind of relaxing, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. So the plan is for you guys to retreat to the dark stairwell, hunker down and hide, and then use some magic firecrackers to draw attention to get the guards to come investigate. Yeah, but I don't want them to be super loud. And actually, I don't even want the light. Can I just have the sound? (laughs) Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want them to be like okay. crazy loud where they're like, someone's using magic. <laughs> I just sure. want them you to wanna, be like, what the hell wanna... is that? Yeah. Right. So you're going to use press digitation yeah. <laughs> to create some, some faint sounds that are yeah. just enough to draw some attention and get them to investigate. Right. Okay. Yes. So, uh, yeah, you can backtrack very easily to the stairwell uh, and you kind of retreat down into the, uh, the, the dark enfolding shadows away from the torchlight at the archway. And uh, Landis, you can uh, snap your fingers and cause sort of a strange, almost musical rattling of chains that sounds just out of place down in the uh, okay. in the dungeon to, to maybe grab attention. Why don't you go ahead and make me a uh, charisma deception check with advantage? <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that is a 19 or a... 16 plus 7. <laughs> okay. Math. So uh, 20, 23 is what I'm getting off that one. All right. Yeah, so, uh, like okay. <laughs> <laughs> 23 beats my 5. So uh, you do indeed hear, uh, you hear Edwin's soft voice kind of float across your thoughts. Whatever you did, boss, it got some attention. They're coming your way. Thanks, man. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, after a moment, you hear the tromp of boots and the clatter of chain armor, and these two figures kind of uh, walk slowly through this hallway, checking doors. You can hear them uh, actually unlock and open a few cell doors, and you hear uh, a few sort of uh, prisoners in some of the occupied cells kind of call out, Hey, hey, is it, can, let, it, let me out of here! And quiet, and a little bang on the bars. Uh, but I, they do come sauntering by. Yeah? I uh, put my hand on Walker's shoulder just kind of as a, okay, go time. Um, and then I, as soon as I do that, I'm going to back up 
because I don't need to be there anymore. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to so, back down the stairs a little. All right. You put your hand on this leathery, scaly skin, and you can feel the I can't muscles feel it almost, <laughs> almost ripple under your fingers. Yeah. Oh, you can, you can feel. Yeah. No, I, but I can't feel, feel like leather, can I? Yeah. Yeah, you feel just fine. Oh. Yeah, your senses okay. work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you feel exactly how <laughs> gross this is. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so you kind of ugh, and and scooch away. The the creature like flattens itself down. You ever see a spider like spread itself out to hide in a corner where a, a wall yeah. meets a ceiling? So he does that down in the stairwell and just sort of flattens himself in the shadows of the stairs. And uh, all of you kind of back the hell off. And as the two figures come uh, sauntering by, um, McLuhan, why don't you roll me a d20, please? Matt, 20. Nice. Awesome. <laughs> all right. So uh, as, as, uh, they, as they walk past, one of them, uh, the one closest to the archway, shivers like he got a sudden chill and he kind of looks behind him and uh, stops for a second as as the uh, the other fellow keeps walking and uh, after a moment you hear the guy who, who kept on out of sight say hey what's wrong you coming and the other one goes yeah I, I felt I just felt like I was being watched it was weird let's let's get out of here and he kind of quickens his pace and scooches away from the uh away from the stairwell. And uh, as as that little interaction transpires, whoever is closest to the Nothic at this point, probably you, Landis, Me. you can yeah. hear this soft, <sighs> like shuddering <laughs> sigh. Ew. After they leave, it scuttles <laughs> around and you can see it's drooling openly down its chin. And it says, not in Walker's voice, I have learned... What they do not want us to know. Cool. What is it? Cool. Wow. <laughs> and it it holds up its, I'm its tell odd him, hand I'm say, and beckons you. Come this way. Oh no! I want you to come this way. <laughs> All right. So uh, so you kind of you're like you're like both telling each other to come this way. Um, yeah. A uh, the the eye goes unfocused for a second. And then it, uh, and then it kind of shuffles down the the stairs towards you, and then speaks in Walker's voice again. That was successful. I have learned where they keep the keys. I believe I can guide us there now. Okay. Okay. Good. You got a little something right here, though. Uh... <laughs> Kind of, so he kind of runs his hand over his face, and that it's like thick, mastiff drool, like that kind of pasty, and he just sort of shakes his hand, and it against the stone wall. Okay, cool, great, that was fun. Um, so tell where where does he keep it? Where's what's happening? Landis is like creeped out. You were correct. There is a central station near the barracks where the guards sleep when they are on duty here. And there are keys kept there. If we are fortunate, we can find some not under close guard or under lock. 
especially if they're sleeping. Take a nap time. All right, guys. Yeah. Um, do, were you able to pick up where it was at all? Yes. Or what direction? Oh, good. And he kind of beckons again, mirroring ah! the gestures that he did before. <laughs> okay, I guess it's time to go with him. Well, stop it! <laughs> I had a really right. uncomfortable set of uh. buttons to press. <laughs> All right, so the plan is you guys are going to follow this, this giant-eyed freak job to lead you to yeah. where the barracks are. Um, yes, unless we should just send Edwin with him. It's up to you guys. I don't know. I mean, Edwin's going to be Edwin's going to be able to pick (laughs) Edwin's going to be able to pick up keys, but I don't know how quiet he's going to be able to do it, or how how quiet he'll be able to do while he's doing that. Because he's just one little guy, and it would probably be a big key ring, so he can't like muffle it too well. I mean, yeah, like he can definitely manage a key ring, Um, right? You know, it it's not a foregone conclusion that he'll be able to do it undetected. Right. Yeah. I'm just worried about him trying to pick it up with and, and immediately holding them together so they don't jingle. <laughs> right. Now, if he's invisible and he picks up the keys, do they also go invisible? Yes. Okay. Yes, they do. Okay. I don't, I've had different DMs adjudicate that differently, so I wasn't sure. Any equipment the imp is wearing or carrying is invisible along with it yeah. while it's invisible. Okay. So either either it'll just turn invisible, or he can use his action to refresh his invisibility and the keys will vanish. Either way. Oh, that's go. true. That's you true. Throw that, like, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so he would be invisible, the keys would go invisible, but they could still make sound. Yes, absolutely. He would yeah. still have to make uh, dexterity stealth checks to go undetected. And it's his yeah, stealth, right? Not mine. Oh, yeah. His stealth, not yours. Yeah. I don't know what his stealth so, is. So, what's the plan? It will certainly be much easier for a smaller group, particularly if some of them are invisible, yeah. uh, to, to navigate the hallways up to the barracks where the guards are kind of central. Now, you're fortunate yeah. in that it's a night shift right now, which means, um, you know, humans are tired and all of that <laughs> sort of thing. And it's nice and dark. Yeah, I was wondering if 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 uh, Edwin should go and Cloak should go. Cloak is the sneaky one. I'm not stealthy, I have to say. I'm in heavy fucking plate mail. Very <laughs> much not stealthy. I'm, yeah. I'm clank wherever I, wherever I go. So, um, or yeah, we can send I, Edwin, but we have to... I would want to dampen... I, I would want to make sure we dampen the sound somehow. Like, he'd have to wrap the keys in a... In a uh, uh, I, if he goes with me, he's part of he's part of the pass without trace. That's so true. Get a plus ten. So okay. me and Edwin can go, and the Nothic okay. apparently is creepy as fuck. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Aberrations are weird, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we all so... the tonight. <laughs> So, uh, do you want to try and have Walker tell you where to go, or do you want him to lead the way? He can tell me where to go. Okay. So, he is going to uh, give you directions on how to Mm -hmm. navigate through the dungeon and up to the upper level of the Citadel. The barracks is one level above you, so thankfully you don't have to go far. Um, But he can't tell you much, if anything, about, you know, 
where the guards are, where they might be, all of that kind of stuff. That you're kind of on your own for that. Uh, so he is going to make a. Um, why don't you go ahead and make a wisdom perception check to uh, basically take those directions and apply them to your uh, your sort of evolving mental map of the citadel. Okay. And your your natural explorer will apply here, so you double your proficiency bonus. Yeah, uh, that'd be a uh, seventeen. The first nice. one. Nice. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 17, uh, he gives you very clear directions, and you're pretty sure mm-hmm. you have, uh, you know, it It fits in with the layout that you were working under. So uh, you feel very okay. confident that you can get there. So okay. um, your plan is to take the invisible imp and, uh, and basically deliver him to the barracks so he can go and mm-hmm. steal them while, while invisible. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so after Edwin is briefed on the plan by the boss, uh, you feel a eh, like a surprisingly heavy sort of thump on your shoulder as something unseen falls off the ceiling or leaps off oh. the ceiling and clings onto your back. You can feel multiple legs kind of prickling against your cloak <laughs> as uh, as it climbs up onto your shoulder. It's fine. You'll so, be used to it. <laughs> so basically, imagine uh, like a, a pretty sizable spider, like a big tarantula, maybe almost to a Goliath bird eater, kind of perched on your shoulder. Oh, but is invisible. he invisible right now? Oh, he's, he's, he's invisible. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All but that's right. the feeling you've got. Okay. Don't worry. He's in uh, spider form. <laughs> you'll get used to it. Okay. And I just go <laughs> stealth off. Um, so... Am I considered traveling by myself, or is Edwin considered traveling with me? Um, I mean, yeah. Well, why? <laughs> what you, oh, you're, you're wondering about how fast you can move. Well, yeah, because the natural explorer. If I'm traveling by myself, I move. I stealth at a normal pace. So you're not using overland travel pace. So that doesn't that doesn't uh, apply here. You can okay. move at your normal okay. speed. You're, yeah, you're fine. Okay. All right. Um. So yeah, I would stealth up to the barracks. Okay, uh, why don't you go ahead and give me a dexterity stealth check, and we'll see how well you do. Uh, that is a... Where is my character sheet? There we go. Um, 23. 23. That is uh, way better than any passive perception I have in play there. So, um, you make your way forward... Uh, and using the directions that Walker gave you, which proved to be quite accurate, you find your way to the stairway leading up. You're able to avoid two more patrols that you can hear coming because they're not sneaking. They're just uh, making their rounds throughout the uh, throughout the Citadel Halls. And you manage to uh, extract yourself from the dungeons and you find yourself in a wider stone hallway with some... Uh, it actually, this is like a more lived in and a livable section of the citadel there are uh, occasionally um like tapestries or wall hangings there are uh, like the air in here is much cleaner and uh smells more like the faint after whiffs of a meal that was served uh not too terribly long ago nearby um and uh yeah you you hear loud, and they're not loud, but like uh, normal speaking voices, like there's a small group of people who are all kind of talking, uh, probably at the end of their shift, getting ready to turn in for the night, uh, and that leads you straight toward the barracks. 
So uh, once you identify the, uh, there's a double door. Uh, one of them is standing open and there's uh, warm light spilling out from the chamber within into the hallway. Uh, you can sort of look over to your shoulder where you feel the, the legs of the spider kind of tap grabbing uh, in a little bit of anticipation. Uh, you can kind of just like point out that it's, that it's his turn to go do his thing. Yeah, I, I like put up my hand out and go like shoo him into there. <laughs> All right, so you feel it dart down your arm, off your hand, and then it leaps, and then you don't hear it again. Okay, and then I just wait patiently by the door, and I okay. keep an eye out. So, Landis, what are you doing during this time? Are you keeping to your own senses, or are you uh, you piggybacking on Edwin? I'm piggybacking. I want to... I want to know what's okay. going on. I also want to mentally tell him if it's possible, I would love for him to put like a towel on the keys first or something. Like try to wrap them in something that will help dampen the sound. If Beggars can can't be choosing in there, boss, but I'll do what I can. Just saying, if you see like a, you know, little piece okay. of cloth. <laughs> Look for right. leather. So uh, you see as he scurries down Cloak's hand, leaps off, and then you feel that prickling tingle again as he shifts while he's in midair back into his uh, normal form. And you feel his wing beats carry him up into the air, across the top of the door, and into the barracks. You can see that there are uh, several rows of stacked bunk beds. Uh, in this long chamber that runs uh, runs a good ways back away from the door. There are several tables with benches and chairs up near the front. It looks like the remains of dinner have been cleared away. Um, there's a few guards who are off-duty sort of lingering over their ale cups or wine glasses at the end of the night. They're out of their armor. Um, they're in basically their like their, their underclothes that they're going to sleep in uh, probably not too long from now. Um and uh, you can see that there is an almost like an office area at one side on the other side of the, the mess or recreation area. Uh, and that is where the imp sort of beelines. He flies over the heads of these, uh, these gabbling individuals, scurries through the door into the office, and begins looking around. There's a desk. There are filing cabinets. There are large... Um, <clears throat> What look, basically would look like large cast iron safes. And uh, there is a cabinet. Dang. That, uh, he's a pretty good burglar. There's a cabinet that is standing slightly ajar. He pulls the, uh, the, the door open carefully. And there are a number of hooks in there that are all labeled with numbers. And most of the hooks are empty. There is one hook that has a ring with heavy iron keys on it. He, uh, you see his sort of walleye-visioned view sort of look around, and you can see uh, kind of the hazy looking at his own invisibility. Uh, you see his little gnarled fingers with his gold and silver uh, nail tips sort of rubbed together gleefully. And then he, uh, he looks around, um, scurries about, finds what looks to be... Um, so he finds a tabard that one of the guards looks like maybe they took off and just sort of laid over the back of the uh, chair. He uses his claws to slice off a good bit of the fabric and then starts bundling that around the keys. And you can see his arms kind of reach around and heft <laughs> them up. And I, I so say in his head, I'm like, you're the best, man. You're, you're so great. I love you. <laughs> what would you do without me, boss? So exactly. he's going to make a 
stealth check to try and get these keys out of there. I'm going to give him advantage for essentially your help in getting him to uh, to muffle the keys with cloth. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's not super great. Does it? But, does he get the? You said a stealth check. Yes. Does he get his plus ten as well? He, where it matters, he is close enough to benefit from the plus ten. So. Okay. Uh, that is just enough. <laughs> well, I mean, the uh, plus 10. This whole thing, I'm no, so stressed. <laughs> the plus, the plus 10 is plenty, but he would have failed without it. So that pushes him okay. over, and he is able to uh, ghost on his faint wing beats, and you hear this soft little whoosh cloak, and then he plops down on your shoulder. A little bit heavier than the last time, and you feel uh, feet kind of gripping you, with its toes, and you hear a little soft clink of metal, and then this kind of purring voice in your ear. All right, Gnome, we got him. Get us back downstairs. I said, I said, okay, let's go, and then uh, <laughs> then stealth downstairs. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make me one more dexterity stealth check, see how well you do. I'm sure this will go fine. Ooh. 18. 18. Okay. Yep. You are able to uh, return to your companions. So, uh, Cloak, after I'd say it's probably been about... At this point, the uh, the Pass Without Trace is going to fade. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so for the last few minutes of your return trip, uh, that's gone. But you're at least past all of the patrols you needed to evade. So okay. Cloak and uh, presumably Edwin, though you can't see him, uh, return kind of creeping his way down the corridor. Okay. Um, here's Good the deal. Job, uh, my pass without choice is just run out. I have one more. Uh, so we have to do this job in an hour. If we want to be stealthy about it the whole time. Or we can start lighting shit on fire. Okay. Is this made of stone, or is there a lot of wood? I mean, it's they were gonna mostly burn. <laughs> like yeah. any castle has wooden structure to it, so you could find some areas where there would be things you could burn. There's That's certainly furniture and trappings. Okay, so to, we could probably go let them out quietly. Uh, but do we want to do that now, or what do we want to do? I mean. Uh, it could be a good distraction. If, yeah, I mean, you can get killed. I, I'm just looking at Reardon at this point. <laughs> if something goes wrong, I'm wearing heavy armor. But in the case that something doesn't go wrong, I'll try and stay quiet. I would. Uh, my sense is that there are potentially dozens, hundreds of bad guys here who hate who love in fact to kill people just like me and they're probably quite good at it as well so yes. if we can take a stealth approach okay let's do what that. about what about the prisoners do we want to feed them or so if we <laughs> here's the thing he just makes that noise for a long time like... <laughs> <laughs> it may <laughs> It may make more sense for the group to get the prisoners out and for one or two of us 
to worry about the void tablets. That might be a good idea. Actually, you know what? I'm almost thinking, because I'm so loud that me sneaking around upstairs is probably going to get us in trouble. We can get these guys out here. I can take them back safely, probably. And that whole conscience thing. Tilly and Rowan could do that as well. (laughs) They are also here. here, And I I remember that. Totally. (laughs) When I say me, what I mean is... (laughs) Well, you too. You can go. You and Tilly are very loud. That's correct. Yeah. Um, but here's this is where it's going to come in. If you remember on the way down here or up here, there was this two black iron golems. Those are down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you could try right. to take care of them, or um, or uh, we could have a smaller team go off and try to seal all these things. Such as like myself, Edwin. We have to take uh, Walker. Um, I don't know who else would want to go, uh, but I can do pass without trace on all of us, and that way, hopefully, maybe get through there, get the stuff out right. of there uh, in less than an hour, and then back here, and then sneak the rest out of here. But I, um, yes. Hey, cloak. Yeah. Would you please make me a charisma deception check? Oh no. Uh, a natural nine. Ooh, nice. Okay. Uh, so while you're kind of going through your thing, um, you get the you get the strangest sensation, like you know your ears are burning, or you felt someone just walk over your grave. Mm-hmm. You just get that that you just get this little eerie feeling for a second. Can I roll insight? Um, sure. Yeah, you can make a wisdom insight check. Uh, 12. 12. Uh, I don't know. It's like, you you know, you look around, everything seems fine. Maybe it's, it's just, just staring those, at me. One of those weird things. Uh, the Nothic is staring as far as it looks like at all of you. Like, its giant eye is just fixed. And whenever anyone is talking, like, the body doesn't move, but the eye just rotates to whoever's talking at the moment. Okay, I have a suggestion, question mark. Maybe we all leave, and then you and Edwin come back. That way, you're with us long enough to keep the, whatchamacallit, going. And then you can have a rest or something and, and get it back. It doesn't have to happen right now, because we have a set of keys. They're gonna have no yeah, idea. But I, but I think breaking them out is like as soon as we seal these relics and all that, they're gonna be on high alert all over again, and we're not gonna be able to break them out later unless you guys want to. Try no, I mean that. break them out now and then come oh. back for the tablets. Uh, I don't know. They might double security once they know that prisoners have gone missing. It could be hard for us to get back in. I think this might be our one yeah. shot. Yeah, Walker you know, at that point tilts the Nothic's head and says, and recall they were expecting someone in. Getting out once may be difficult. A second time might be impossible. Possible. I, yeah. I agree. We have to we have to take a risk at some point. One of us one one of our groups yeah. may get isolated and get into serious trouble, but if yeah. it's at least 
At least and it's yeah. only one of the groups that's in trouble, not all of us. It's true. I and I can dismiss Edwin anytime, so he's not in a lot of trouble. I'm more concerned about Walker and Cloak. Uh let's see. Um if I recall, Rowan last session did not use her ability to go all ghostly, right? Cloak went ethereal and went through yeah. the door. He misty stepped, okay. yeah. So Rowan, oh yeah, he used Misty Step, right. So Rowan will speak up and say, if you wish, you could give me the keys and I could free your people, Riordan, and lead them down to the lower levels to wait for you to return with Glaz's things. Yes. That's a good idea, yes. Yeah, sad idea. Why didn't little... you speak up sooner? <laughs> no, why you let me speak? <laughs> oh, terrible ideas. <laughs> all right all right that sounds fantastic i mean um our yeah i don't i don't know why that wouldn't work i don't know that much about okay. that spell though so or that that ability um is she she goes ghosty and she's like gone right or can she still bump right. into stuff <laughs> So uh, I guess you're not really sure. (laughs) Oh, okay. You're you're not really sure how that works. Um, So at that point, uh, Tilly says, well, all right, if if she's going to be doing that, then I'm going to stay behind to make sure she's okay. So you all can do your thing. Go and get uh, whatever horrible things Glass had and and bring those back, and we'll be waiting for you downstairs. All right? Perfect. Okay. What could go wrong? Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, we're going to give the keys to Rowan, who is going to do her mm-hmm. ghosty trick and try oh. to free mm-hmm. the prisoners. Yeah. I, do any of those keys look different? I'm, just, or? Well, I'm wondering if we can overthink this some more and, like, <laughs> and complicate <laughs> us. Assuredly. Well, oh. <laughs> I'm worried we need a key for uh, to get to wherever the tablets are. So is yeah. there a, is there any keys that look different? Like this group looks like prison cell keys, and this group looks different. Um. Uh, yes, the keys look a little different. Um, it yeah, to, uh, it's probably just going to take experimentation to figure out which one opens which without mm. the actual knowledge of how they do. Are there any very close cells that I could... Yes. We could test a yes. couple of them on? Yeah. Um, yeah, you could. Okay. And then I want to have... So we need to have someone, like, standing at each end of the hall. Like, Edwin can invisibly stand at one side of the hall, and then maybe someone else, maybe Cloak, since he's stealthy at the other end of the hall, just to make sure no one's coming, and then try to shove a few keys into a door real quick. <laughs> <laughs> just stuff, just stuff right. these keys into a door. <laughs> All right. So, Edward so is steadily getting more nervous. Let, 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 let me figure out. Let, let me let me try to get at the heart of what you're doing. What you're trying to do is identify okay. which of these keys Please. will open the cell, so you can just give that key to Rowan. Yes. Not the entire yes. key ring, just uh-huh. in case you need keys for whatever. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> I tell you what. Landis, I'm going to give you inspiration for that idea. So, oh, thank you. yes. So you can uh, you can find one of the nearby cells. You can test the keys uh, until you find the key that opens it, and then you can give that key to Rowan. Yes. Uh, pretty go, safe Rowan. in the knowledge that it will open many of the cells in an area. 
Yay. All right. So uh, she takes hold of it, and Tilly kind of goes and hunkers down to wait in the next floor down where she's less likely to be discovered. So, uh, very well, says Walker's (laughs) voice through the Nothic. The rest of us are now to retrieve the items, yes? Yes. Yes. Hopefully. All right. So uh, at that point, um, Rowan will uh, take a hold of the keys, and she'll look at all of you and kind of click her beak and fix you with her good eye and say, May Wotan bless and keep all of you, and uh, that I will see you safe again very soon. And she sort of waves one hand, and uh, her body kind of partially dissolves into this wispy, almost cigarette smoke-like consistency, this ghostly image. And she just sort of drifts through the wall and is gone. What ghost sense is going on? (laughs) (laughs) All right. see dead people. (laughs) Dead birds. Dead birds. Dead birds. Dead birds. <laughs> All right. So uh, at this point, uh, Walker is kind of looking over his shoulder by turning his head almost too far, all, almost 180 degrees, and his clawed fingers are sort of casually scratching on the stone one after the other as he's kind of looking at you, waiting to get going. Uh, Walker, are, are you are you okay? Like, is this gonna wear? Is your control over this body gonna wear off at some point? Are you you doing all right? Everything seems fine, at least for now. Okay. All right. Um, I'm keep I'm an eye on you. I'm going to cast again on the group here. All right. Another Pass Without Trace is cast. The shadows caress your forms and pull you out of, uh, out of easy vision. All right. All right. Uh, and then, so uh, uh, you can very easily lead them back the way you came to the, the stairs. I mean, you, you are intimately now familiar with how to get up to the next level. So that's no problem. Why don't everyone make me a, a group stealth check, please? God damn it. There we go. 32. 25. Yeah. Damn. How do we do there, Mr. Disadvantage? Uh, two plus two is four oh, plus ten. No. Fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So that is good enough game. to get past the guards. <laughs> You'd think I'd be like Thanks really good at the end uh... at this point, but I'm getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the uh, the magic of Nimheim cloaks your loud ass friend, and that's enough to uh, to ensure that you're all able to to slip past the guards. Humming uh, under my made... breath, clanking. Are they all I drunk? Love that I'm literally made of metal, and I'm like 18 times quieter than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so. Uh, you all make your way up to the up to the next level. You avoid the barracks since that's probably not the direction you need to be going. Um, at this point, Walker sort of looks around in the Nothic's body and then turns back to you and he says, "We need to go up higher still." It is. He kind of settles back on his haunches in like a in like a little squat crouch, and uh, the pupil narrows down to a little black pinpoint again. 
It's a library. I can feel that much. A smaller area than this. Not the main keep, or at least one of the upper floors. Okay. Um, I will. Uh, can I roll a survival? Sure. Okay. Uh, trying to figure out where the... Like, I'm really hoping there's signs, but... Um, <laughs> no, there are not. Boy tablets this way. <laughs> is there like one of those uh, emergency escape maps so I can find the delivery? <laughs> uh, all right, so I get a, another plus three to this, so seven. Uh, this will be a 19. Okay. Um, all right, so using the prompting from Walker, you're able to at least get a pretty decent idea of where you should search. Um, and with your uh, with your stealth, you're all able to uh, evade the guards that you can see coming, certainly because you're using Edwin to scout ahead invisibly. So he can warn you uh, when patrols are on the way. And um, yeah, so you have basically plenty of time. You uh, you sort of slip your way past servants that are that are uh, moving throughout the citadel. Um, not too many functionaries at this time of night. Most of them, uh, the administrative staff, have all gone home or at least to their rooms if they stay in the citadel themselves. Uh, and you're avoiding the areas that um, the more. Uh, the 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 more skilled or powerful sort of uh, members of the uh, of the Zobek army or the city watch reside. Uh, so you're trying to stay as far away from them as possible. And the Griffin Knights, you know, they're all outside. We're not going to worry about them right now. So you make your way up to a spiraling staircase what? up into no. one of the corner towers. You That's terrifying when you up- say it that way. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's fine. It's fine. There's no griffins <laughs> in here. It's no big deal. So you uh, you make your way up the spiraling staircase uh, after Edwin clears the way for you and makes sure that no one's waiting to uh, surprise you on one of the upper landings. You make your way up to the third floor into a uh, a slightly more narrow hallway than was on the on the main floor of the citadel, and you can see down at the end of it there is a double door with warm sort of. Um, Looks like candle or lantern light kind of spilling under the cracks in the door. Mm-hmm. Can I ask Edwin to quietly become a small spider again and sneak under the door to see if anyone's in there? So he is not really that small. He's like tarantula sized. Oh, oh, okay. Well, uh, could he? Uh, spiders flatten. Can he flatten under the door? Yeah. Um,. <laughs> Can he flatten and then I push him through the door? <laughs> he just goes flat and I just go. <laughs> All right. So he, he looks a little bit dubiously at the gap under the doors, but he says, I can try boss. Okay. So he, uh, he sort of flaps down, um, constricts himself into the form of a spider and tries to wriggle in the gap under the door. And he rolls another 16. Little- Damn. Give him a little push so I can get <laughs> All right. Uh, so he has to kind of, it, it's, you know, you can't really see him, but he basically has to try and spider limbo his way under this door. Uh, yeah. But he manages it. Uh, you can yes. sort of feel this warm prickle of his irritation and exertion as he, uh, as he tries to force his body underneath this very narrow gap, but he manages it. And uh, yeah. you sort of, uh, 
ride his senses and look through his many eyes as uh, as he emerges into the library itself. So you see uh, dark wood, polished brass. Um, the floor is softened with these um, sort of worn, but uh, they were once very, very nice carpets. Uh, and you can see there's several lamps on tables burning merrily that, uh, that brightly light the room. Uh, there are stacks of papers and uh, scrolls sort of orderly over to one side of one of the reading tables. There are several books. Um, many of them are open or marked. And there is a figure seated at the far side of one of these long reading tables uh, with both of his hands, kind of his palms flat on the table. And he's leaning over um, this opened leather covering and this lead folio with these brass sheets. And you can feel the sight of them sort of stab at uh, your familiar's eyes. And he flinches and kind of looks away and doesn't look directly at them. Okay, I'm gonna whisper uh, to my group that um, that wizard guy's in there reading them. So, what kind of yeah, got got knockout or something, man. That's just murder. Maybe, yeah, absolutely, just absolutely, straight up. I mean, we're far away from everyone. If we do it quick and quietly, maybe we can get this. He's a wizard that can read void tablets. Do you really think we can do it that quickly and quietly? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Well. Okay. You know, I have a, uh, I have this tentacle uh, thing that sometimes can make stop people from moving very fast. Uh, Uh, So you know, worst case, I latch on my tentacles, and. uh, um, it's actually not the worst case. That's like the best case. I mean, I, the, the one thing that we could do is we could try to knock him out. I'd rather kill him because he's reading well, before tablets. He's probably already corrupted. So if we can knock uh, him out, then we can kill him as well. You know, there's, there's, it's it's uh, it's not mutually exclusive. Although, of course, murdering him does exclude the opportunity for anything else. <clears throat> so I don't want to. Maybe we should just knock him out. I don't really want to keep him alive either. I feel weird about letting Glass live. Uh, I mean, you know what I, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You all know what I mean. Read its no. true motives revealed. I'm just saying. Why are we he's here? Heretic. He's, he's kind of a heretic, guys. I mean, I'm everyone's, fine. Everyone's having heretic. one. Everyone has one heretic friend. Glass is my free pass. Okay, so we need to, uh, you know. Just I still feel it. weird about it, but this guy definitely killed. Okay, um, is it is the door unlocked by chance? Uh, well, that is impossible to say from here. You want to go up and investigate it? Yeah, sure. Okay, stealthily. So you basically want to basically try the door. Yeah, very stealthily. Just see okay. if it's like if I can like slightly move the handle and see if it opens. So mm, all right, go ahead and make me a stealth check with disadvantage. All right. All right, Dan. I see how this is gonna go. Oh, uh, you don't yet, but you will. Uh, oh, no. I got a, a nineteen. 
19 is pretty good. 19 is pretty darn good. Okay, so... Uh, where are the rest of you at the moment? <clears throat> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm I'm standing back with Walker. Standing back in the darkness, looking. I mean, quiet. I didn't. Wa- I didn't walk. Yeah, I had pushed pushed uh, Edwin's little butt under the door, and then I moved back. So. Right. Okay. So the rest We're of you are kind of back in. by the back by yeah. the stairs. All right. If you so. Need as you, uh, yeah, if, if you should need us, uh, as you try the handle, the first thing you notice is that it is locked. The door doesn't give. The second is that right above the door handle, a bluish white glyph flashes into being <laughs> right in front of your face. And then a wave of sub-zero cold blasts out, ripping into the hallway, leaving a rhyme of frost on the walls, the ceiling. It snuffs two of the little candles in the holders uh, on the side there. And you need to make a dexterity saving throw, I believe. That's why oh, we shit. stay by the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Get back over here. Uh, that is a 17. 17 will be a success, so you will take half damage from this. Yeah, there we are. So you take ten points of cold damage. All right. I can I. I'm sorry. Can I? Uh, can I immediately tell Edwin to attack the mage, the wizard? I mean, yes. Okay. Uh, why don't we roll some initiative then? Yeah, yeah, oh. I think it's time for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Who would have thought the paranoid mage would have been at the top of the tower? <clears throat> they, mm, I mean, anyone who <laughs> listened, <laughs> I would think. All right, so let's see here. How did we do Cloak? What's your initiative? 18. Nice. Uh, uh, Edwin? Is, is Tilly with Sorry, us? Landis. Landis. Tilly is not. I, ha- okay. <clears throat> I have a 17. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, so Cloak is 18. How'd you do uh, Rio Dan? 17. Ooh, so who would like to go first between Cloak or, uh, sorry, Rio Dan or Landis? Uh, I would say Landis to go first. All right. Ribbons and 17. And... All right. So, uh, first things first. I'm going to make a stealth check for the imp. See how well he's sneaky sneaky. Um... Right, okay. So let's do Alrighty. Pretty good. Alrighty, so top of the order, uh, Landis, you are not currently looking through um, Edwin's eyes because you were watching Cloak, I imagine, right? Right, <clears throat> right. Okay, so uh, the first thing. But you as soon will... as that glyph went off, I told him to attack. Right, right. 
so the, the first thing that will happen is you feel through your telepathic link with Edwin, him say, shit, boss, he knows you're here. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> so I said, get him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Cloak, your turn. Uh, I am going to have uh, my crowbar out, and I'm going to pry the door open. Okay. Uh, Go ahead and I make, me a, make me a strength check with advantage. All right. Uh, nat 20. Woo! All right. You drive the sharp end of the crowbar in between the doors and lever it hard. And uh, and as you do, your cloak lashes out, braces against the door frame, and gives you an extra push. And with a splintering of metal, the doors pop open. And you look up to see a uh, you see the, uh, the the figure of that 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 wizard. Um, it's a human male, probably in his late forties. Um, his hair is uh, kind of salt and pepper and pulled back away from his face. Uh, his face is kind of deeply lined, and he's standing in front uh, behind the table, holding his hands together, and you can see this moat of bluish-white energy and frost swirling around between his hands, and he grins when you open the door and speaks one word of arcane power. Ferthas! And a cone of absolute freezing cold that he had readied rips out across the hallway and just blows through all of you. So I need everybody to make a constitution saving throw, I believe. Okay. Twelve. DC is fourteen. Twenty-three. That'll do. Uh, Do remember that anyone who is close to Riodan gets a bonus on their saving throw, I think. You have aura yeah, protection. Yeah, you're right. Danny Beyond to the rescue. Uh, Tell me it's plus two. It's it's your charisma Three. bonus. Aura protection a plus four to all saving throws. <gasps> yes! Oh, shit! Sure. Right. Within ten uh, feet. Yeah. Within ten feet. Okay. I make it. So, Cloak, no. you are too far away. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Ten feet. Oh, wait. Dan just likes fucking me. <laughs> you went alone up the door. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, All right, so everybody who failed takes 29 points of cold damage. All right. Ooh. All right. Uh, Edwin is actually going to be out of the range because he went up. So he is, he is thankfully far enough up that he is not flash frozen. So that's nice. <laughs> All right, uh, so that was his ready to action. Cloak, uh, you want to take the rest of your turn? Uh, yeah, uh, I would love to move in. Um, and uh, now, like, uh, flip up a table and take cover. <laughs> okay, uh, if I'm able to do that. Um, um, yes, you can use your action to create some cover. Okay. Well, I used my action to bust open the door, didn't I? Or is that a bonus action? Um, yeah, it's, it was probably an action. So you can you can take some cover, but you can't flip the table over. So you can get half cover. Okay. Um, let me see something real quick. I want to sure. know. I am going to... 
take out uh, one of my superior healing potions uh, and have All that right. ready for my next action. That you or can do. Uh, it, is it, it taking a potion an action or a bonus action? It's an action. Uh, Landis, your okay. turn. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just so concerned about this whole situation. Um, you said Edwin was up top. He's basically just, just over the top of the doorframe. How high is that? Uh, it's maybe eight feet, ten feet. Okay. Well then, what... I'm gonna do is that thing that I was thinking about. <laughs> Decisions are hard. Okay, mm-hmm. what I'm gonna do is I am going to uh, shoot the mage with a fireball. Oh, damn. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, Landis reaches up one hand. Uh, what do you use for a focus? Uh, With arcane focus. I forgot. I forgot. Oh, I no. Down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, I think it was, I think it was, uh... Uh, your general options are wand, staff, uh, crystal, orb. I think it was like a, um, one, it was a ring or something like that. I wrote it down. It had to do with an emerald, is what I... <laughs> I oh, okay, I right. So, so it's kind of an emerald crystal. Got it. All right, so... Yeah. Yeah, so you uh, you you reach up, you touch the crystal, it flares with. Uh, and what does your fireball look like when you cast it into the room? Uh, my fireball again. Everything seems to be tinged with like electricity in some way. So it's a fireball, but it's it's like sparking at the same time. It's not just fire. It is sparks are billowing off of it the whole so, time. So as it, it looks forward. it looks almost more like one of those sparkly kind of firework explosions when it yeah, goes off. Yeah, exactly. How it looks. Yep. All right. So this yep. uh, this incandescent bead of light fires up from Landis's hand, streaks straight toward the mage, whose eyes widen uncomfortably. Um, and he is going to burn his reaction, make a warding gesture in the air, and your fireball fizzles. I hate this game. Counterspell. <laughs> wait, did, did, wait, didn't he use his reaction to... Uh, Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. He uses he he burnt his reaction. So he brings his hands up trying to unweave the magic, but there's just no time. Uh so he's gonna go ahead and make uh he's gonna go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. Uh as is someone else that you actually couldn't see at the time. It's okay. Oh wow, they both passed. Wow, they rolled really good. That's a 19 and a 20. Sweet. Um so go ahead and roll me some damage. 8d6. Yep. I'm doing it. Hold on. Yes. Oh, and it's nine because I. Uh oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ninety-six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Sorry, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One more. Okay, is uh twenty-nine. It's not not as good, not nearly as good as it could have been. All right, so uh, I mean that's that's pretty much right on average. Uh, uh, no, nine dice, a little low, a little low. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, just a little bit. 
pretty pretty respectable though. That hurts. Um, ouch! And uh, yeah, all right. So uh, you see the uh, the the wizard sort of yelp in pain as the flames sear across him, singe his hair. Uh, they kind of catch some of his robes on fire. All of the papers on the table are incinerated, reduced to ash immediately, as are most of the books that were right in front of him where the fireball exploded. Uh, The carpet has now caught fire, as have a few of the uh, upholstered backings on the chairs. The bookshelves are all ablaze, as the uh, the books in them have... uh, have The the flames have rolled over them and ignited all of them in rage. You hear uh, a, a cry of surprise and pain uh, sounds like a woman from back in the stack somewhere. Looks like someone might have been hiding behind one of the bookshelves, but the flames just rolled right around it. Great. Uh, yeah. Rio de, uh, um, Rio What did you want Edwin to do? Uh, I want him to. I want him to fly back to me. Well, no. I mean, he's when is his turn? He still hasn't attacked. Uh, his well, so you have to use your action to let him attack. So you use your action to fireball some people instead. Oh, man! I was okay. Never mind. Yep, that's fine. So he could he could do things like take the help action. He could, uh, you know, he he gets his turn now during your turn. Yeah. So okay, I want him to come back to me. All right. So he just sort of cackles gleefully as the fire rolls across him and doesn't seem to harm him in the slightest. Uh, okay. He swoops back invisibly towards you. Okay. Uh, he, I don't think, can quite make it to you yet. No, nah, not quite. So he's in the hallway. Uh, he can dash. He can dash and get over to you. That's okay. what he'll do. So he returns to you. Um, uh, yeah, so the Void Tablets are sitting in a, basically, in a just a pyre now from all of the burning papers, scrolls, candles, sealing wax, books, everything. Um, but they're not burning, right? It's kind of hard to say, because that entire okay. table is just wall-to-wall fire at the moment. Uh, okay. So, Ryodan, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, okay. Hang on. I'm having a... Having a... Uh, having headphone moment. issue. One moment. Okay. No worries. Ah, there we go. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to move closer, and with my action, I'm going to bless the party okay. as best I can, because this helps with uh, this actually helps with saving throws as well, which I think might be even more helpful. In it the sure so, does. Yeah. Um, I say burn, heretic, in a moment. First, I have to buff the party <laughs> and uh, <laughs> cast. Bless, which is a D4 um, to an attack roll or spell uh, or saving throw, rather. Yep, um, alright, so. Yep. And uh, do you want to move anywhere? Yeah, I'm going to move closer. Uh, whereabouts am I? I was at the staircase, right? So you're about. Uh, you're probably about 40 feet away from the doorway because you guys were down the hall. Okay, um, I'll come. So. I'll, I'll cover into the doorway then uh, so all I can right. get some, some line of sight. And potentially get hit by all the spells. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. So you move up, advance down the hallway. Um, you can see that um, several of the windows in the library have been blown out by the heat, and uh, and uh, there is a thick cloud of smoke starting to gather up in the ceiling of the room near the rafters, which are all scorched and charred and smoldering. Uh, 
Uh, all right. So, from the other side of that bookshelf that I mentioned, where you heard the scream as, as come the, out. The smoke alarm just went off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you hear a clattering of heavy armor as a woman you recognize, Cloak. You recall seeing her leading the contingent of knights that arrested and dragged away Kaja and those others from the Silk Scabbard when you were up on the roof. She has uh, short-cropped blonde hair that's now singed and burnt cl- almost close to her scalp. Uh, the, the side of her face is kind of red and raw, and her teeth are fixed in a, uh, a, a clenched grimace of pain and anger. And she draws a... Uh, she draws a polearm. She draws a glaive, comes around, and charges straight for you. Cool. <laughs> So she is going to strike at you. You're still going to have some cover because she can't quite make okay. it close enough to get all the way around the table. So you'll have okay. half cover from this, which is a plus two bonus to your AC. Okay. So she is going to make three attacks with you. She calls out a battle cry to the god Kors. Uh How are we doing here? Got a 15. That's going to miss you. Got a 21. I bet that'll hit. That hits. And a 17 I don't think is good. No. Right, all right. So she strikes you with the glaive. You take, oof, 14 points of slashing damage. Jesus Christ, Dan! You parry the first, dodge out of the way of the second, and the glaive carves off a corner of the table. She spins it back and slices you across the belly. Cloak is looking fucked up right now. All right. So top of the order is the mage. Oh, no. He is going to gather up the tablets, kind of sweep them into a pile, and uh, sort of yelp at the heat of the flames. But he doesn't pick them up yet. He's going to look up, see Riodan in the uh, in the hallway there, and uh, speak a word of arcane power. Point his hand, point his finger at you, and six glittering lancing darts of force fire out from his finger and spear straight into you. All right. <laughs> you are dead. Okay. <laughs> Instantly piercing your body until you are dead. All right, so you take 23 points of force damage. Uh, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw to maintain concentration on your bless. The DC is 11. Uh, okay. That will be a... <laughs> Natural one. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, no. guys. I'm the worst well, of Dungeons and Dragons. All right, hold on. How, how, did, how did you do? What's your total? Because that's your con bonus. Uh, your bonus from Charisma. My charisma bonus is like yeah. one. You're, it's plus four, isn't it? No. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. So five. Five. So you have a five. All right. Uh, even the D four from Bless won't get you where you need to be, unfortunately. Wait. Hold on. What's your total bonus on Constitution saving throws? Uh, five. Wait. What okay. Is, so wait, remind me. It's, it's your done, your, con- it's your Constitution. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we had to do some serious intense maps. <laughs> yeah, so it's, Wait, is, I might as well roll. I might as well roll blessed, right? 
if, if, if that's what I'm saying. If you roll high enough on bless, depending on your bonus, you might actually be able yeah, to succeed on Yeah, I rolled a three on, a on the bless, so I make a 12. Yeah, okay. You pass it's You fine, pass on a nat one. <laughs> I'm excellent at Dungeons and Dragons, guys. I can roll a nat one and still succeed on rolls. Try As a reminder to me, our viewers, you can't. natural ones are not automatic failures on saving throws. Only attack Especially rolls Especially when saves. you are the world's greatest role player. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so uh, you manage to hold on to the blessing of Morena as the uh, as the force damage rips through your armor and into your body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Her. laughs> All right, Cloak, your turn. Uh, is that one lady in uh, range of me, of uh, attack range? Like, am I in her threat range? Really, uh, right now? She she has reach, so you are th- you are in her reach. Yes. Um, okay, there's something I want to do. I want to pull out the, I have the healing potion out. I, the superior healing potion, I'm going to chug it, uh, and then I'm going to throw it to the ground, uh, and then go, the visibility, and then cast ethereal jaunt. Is that a bonus move. action? It is. Um, okay. And, All right. and, and I'm going to move, uh, and I kind of want to make a deception out of it. <laughs> But uh, I don't know if that's going to work. Uh, and then, so, uh, first, first things first. Go ahead and roll your healing potion. Okay. What's uh? What is a superior healing potion? How a many superior is yeah. uh, I think eight d four plus eight. Uh, let me double check. It might actually I be need ten. It. <laughs> I literally need it right now. I'm at sixteen. <laughs> Out of sixty nine. <laughs> Uh, superior healing is 8d4 plus 8. Alright. Uh, so that is 3. <clears throat> Good. Uh, 9. 12. 17 plus 8 is 25. Yep. So 25 health back. Uh, there right. you go. Um... So I'm at 41, I believe. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but what I want to do is uh, I want to appear on top of the void tablets and then uh, look at the mage and be like, Grim. and then uh, fucking uh, my sword is flaming and I'm staring at him guarding the tablets. Super badass. Definitely too many actions to manage at one time. <laughs> but uh, so it's a it's a bonus action for you to jaunt, right? Yes. Is all right. Is okay. it a bonus so, action to start my? It, it's a bonus. It's a yeah. You oh, can okay. do that on your next. That that can be the first thing you do, badass, on your next turn. No problem. Uh, okay. So you're you're ethereal until the start of your next turn, right? No, until the end of my current turn. Oh, end of your current turn. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cloak fades out into grayish mist and then reappears up amongst the flames on the table, his boots stamping down on the void tablets. Uh, And Cloak, you can feel an uncomfortable pins and needles uh, on the sole of your foot as you you clap down on the the pages of the lexicon. Uh, And the the wizard kind of starts back as you appear there. All right, Landis, you're up. And then Riodan, you're on deck after that. I don't want to go. It's your turn. You must go. I know. You must do. I know. I will do. Uh, I am going to. Uh, I'm going to shoot him with Eldritch Blast. Um, yeah, that's what I'm talking so about. I Ooh, want to. You, 
Do you hex him? What? Is that a thing you do? No. Do you do the hex? Okay. Cool. No. Uh, but I want to. I'm gonna hit. Uh, I'm gonna shoot the mage with both of them. Okay. Make two attack rolls, please. I got a dirty twenty. Nice. Love it. And uh, d- a dirty twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> An even dirtier 21. An even dirtier 20. Yeah. All right, those are both hit. So he, right. uh, as he turns the, the, the last of his spell sparking off his fingertips, he is surprised to catch two of those glittering force bolts uh, dead center in his chest from you. Yeah, there uh, uh, is 13 total. 13 total, ouch. That is, yeah. he is not happy about that. Good. I also <laughs> move behind the wall and tell um, of the door. I've not gone into the room yet, so I am. I move yeah, behind no. the wall uh, to get out of range of any uh, cones and crap. Um, then I'm gonna. Uh, how? Yeah. Let me. You said it. <laughs> words. You said Edwin would have to. He was too far, right? To get he had to into dash the room. to get to you. Yeah. Yeah. But I move forward a little because now I'm like right behind the wall. Yep. So how far is it from him to the mage? He could fly in by the mage now. Yeah, sure. All right. Edwin, go attack her. Get her. All right. So uh, to the the mage. <laughs> All right. So he uh, he yeah. takes wing. Or him. Sorry, flies. it's a guy. Right? It is. Yeah. He flies invisibly okay, to po- He's poised to attack. Maybe next turn if you use your action to make him attack. All right, uh, so he is invisibly fluttering above the, the mage's head at this point. Okay, Riodan, you're up. All right, I'm going to tentacle this man with any luck. All right. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to do the... Uh, ooh, maybe I should do this. You know what? I, I don't want him to move. I don't want anything... Uh, I, I will tell you, by the way, action. after... After those two blasts yep. that uh, that Landis put into him, you can see that they have punched through some sort of shimmering force barrier that was protecting him, burnt through his robe, and you can see scorched flesh uh, behind the holes that are burnt through his robe, and you can see blood leaking out of his mouth, and it sounds like he's having trouble breathing. So, in mechanical Egg. terms, he is bloodied. Excellent. All right, I'm going to... I think I have extra attacks, so I'm going to hit him twice and... Oh, boy. All right. Proper tentacles. So, got it. Got it. So you run up with the sanguine lash and begin just striking at him with the flowing barbed tendrils of blood. Yeah. All right, that first roll is... Oh, it's plus seven. It's uh, an 11. Man, that was rough. Plus your D4. Uh, Plus plus your D4. Yep. I'm so good at remembering things. Plus four uh, is maths. So there you go. Thank you. I had <laughs> All right. So a 15, <laughs> your uh, your lash is snapping and uncoiling. The barb's heading straight for his throat, and he yelps, throws his hand to the side, and a glittering disc of force deflects your, your strike. Oh, you. So you, you can make your, your second attack. Right. Second attack <laughs> is going to be... Uh, that's probably going to be a hit. And 8 plus 7 is 15 plus 3 is 18. Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome. I did math. That is including your D4? Is including my D4. 
All right. So unfortunately, with his shield up, his armor class is twenty. So that one is likewise deflected by the uh, the the shimmering disc of force he threw up in front of him at the last second. Okay. So great. yes. <laughs> So he lives another turn-ish. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. This is like hour 10 of role-playing games in the rolls. Uh, oh, no. They, <laughs> the, my luck has been spent. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Oh, so uh, all right. is that that's your turn, um, but you're uh, in a space yeah, I'm trying to threatening the my crap bon- out of him now. Yeah, my bonus actions are just kind of uh, not worth using at this point. All right. Yep. Uh, so he, the eh, not him yet. All right, the paladin calling down the wrath of cores will. Hmm. I guess she's going to turn to deal with Riodan since the uh, the gnome pieced out. Uh, yeah, uh, hit me. She's going to strike at you. Yes. Uh, oh God! When she sees you, yeah, her face becomes a mask of righteous fury, and she uh, she she screams out at the top of her lungs. Die. <laughs> Paladin versus Paladin. So, uh, armor class of, I think, two of them are going to miss. I think a 21 will hit you. 21 will hit, yeah. Alright, so you uh, deflect one off of your armored pauldron. You uh, kind of bring the lash up, snap it around the haft of the glaive, and spoil her aim for the second. The third one, though, she kind of cross-checks you and then drives the glaive down into your leg. And you will take. Oof, it's a glancing. It's a glancing blow, though. Only five points of slashing damage. Okay. Good. Good. Uh, and she <laughs> will. She will call down the wrath of cores. There's a flare of solar energy, and you take five points of radiant damage. All right. I'm gonna give that right back to her in a minute. All right. So that'll bring us back to the mage's turn, who is in a real bad way at the moment. So cloak is standing on the tablets. He can't get a hold of those. Cloak, now that you're up there, by the way, you can see uh, what you would instantly recognize as Glaz's backpack. Okay. Uh, is sitting on the table, kind of smoldering amongst the flames at the moment. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I think this mage is going to cast a spell. He shimmers and vanishes. Uh, he's not gone, however. You suspect he became invisible, and you can hear his footsteps retreating. Do I get to take a reaction? You can't see him, so you can't take an opportunity okay. to attack against him. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's him piecing out for now. Cloak, your turn. <sighs> okay, so I'm on top of the tablet. Um, yep. Can I grab Glass's bag and uh, start wrapping up the tablet? Yes. I just want to ask if I can start doing that. Um, is the lantern there? Yes. Yes, it absolutely is. Uh, it's actually okay. in the uh, it's in the backpack. Um, and if you want, you can you can gather the tablets are already gathered. The the mage helped okay. out with that one, so you can scoop them up and put them in the in the backpack if you want. Can I put them in my haversack? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, and then I put them in my haversack. I like if things are going to go badly. I oh fuck! I don't even want to tell you what I was gonna do. Um, I I take that. Uh, I get everything uh, gathered up, uh, and then uh, I uh, attempt to make it to the door uh, to get the fuck out of here. 
Okay. Um, you will, because of where she is with the polearm, uh, you will provoke an opportunity attack moving away from her because of her great reach. Oh, is she that fucking close? Yeah, because she because Rioden ran up to engage the wizard who was right in front of you, and then she came up to to fight him. So yeah, she can totally reach you right now. Let's have her use her her reaction, uh, and I'm gonna move. All right, she is definitely going to strike at you. Okay, uh, and that's a nat twenty. So she would have critically hit you, but the adamantine links of your chain armor kind of. Uh, almost as if they're sensing the impe- the impending peril, link into this solid plate of unbreakable adamantine and deflect the worst of the blow. However, she does get you a good one. So you will take uh, eight points of slashing damage. I just um, need to keep my critting cloak streak alive. Yeah, I know, right? Fucking Christ. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm, I'm making my way uh, out the door. Uh, and letting and uh, do I have an action to say anything? Yeah, you can say something. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nelly. <laughs> Seriously, Before I start risking my life. The one time I put myself on them. All right, uh, Landis, it's your turn. Yeah. Um, so first, I want to yell at Cloak and say. Give it to Edwin. He can get out with anyone seeing it. And then I'm going to say, "Well, Rudian's still inside, huh?" Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the the <laughs> flames, the flames are now beginning to spread. Yeah, it's fine. And- I what uh, what I'm going to do is I am going to place a wall of fire on top of oh, that lady. Sh- so that Riodan's not in it, but on top of her and then across the rest of the room so it can keep okay. the... Because I know the mage was like running out, running back or whatever, so that it can uh-huh. trap him in two. All right. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, all right. So, yeah, Landis uh, holds up that we crystal once again. We are going to set this castle on fucking fire. And there's this hey, incandescent, <laughs> like phosphorus white sheet of flame that erupts across the floor spews up toward the ceiling and engulfs the paladin and she screams go ahead and roll me some fire damage oh i i forgot i even had to do that i'm sorry <laughs> oh yeah like, oh yeah, my yeah. God. um okay fire damage it's gonna be they take uh five a creature must take 5d8 fire damage on a failed save so did she roll a save uh, does she Not get yet. a save when it when it pops up? Um, it says each creature within its area must make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, she succeeded. So okay. does she take half or none? Half. Okay. Did the mage get hit? Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Okay. Uh, it's 12. 12. Ouch. Yeah. That's That's halved already? No, I'm sorry. That was full. I didn't roll very okay, well. So, oh, God. I can hit everything. I just can't do any damage to it. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, so the flames erupt, spew back toward the, the rear of the library, engulf several more of the bookshelves. And which way do you want the heat from the flames going? I assume you want it going away from your friends? Yeah, backwards. Yep. 
Okay, so there, you guys can't really see it at this point, but there are massive, withering, blistering waves of heat rolling off the other side of this wall, torching the other side of the room even further. So, yeah, uh, about burning it down. (laughs) Uh, You do not hear a cry of pain from the mage. So it sounds like he didn't run quite where you sent the wall, but it did cut off his escape. So uh, he ain't getting out that way. Um, so you hear maybe a muffled curse as the, uh, as the flames appear. Shit! Um, yeah, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, start to, start to run out, and I'm gonna tell, um, Edwin to get the bag from Cloak, and I'm gonna yell at Rhea to close the door behind him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what, when uh, me inside? So- <laughs> no, when you leave, close the door behind him. <laughs> So uh, at this point, um, the Nothic that's kind of been lurking back in the oh, yeah, stairwell scuttles forward with this uh, kind of four-legged lope and cranes its neck around. And uh, if you could see through its eyes, you would see this this bright, sharp-edged vision where it takes in everything. And it sees each of you with this almost like a wispy halo that speaks to your secrets that it desperately wants to pluck out of your minds and keep for itself. But it ignores that for the moment, being driven by Walker's will instead. And its eyes focus in on the invisible wizard, who, uh, sadly, is not invisible to the true side of the Nothic. And uh, its eye kind of shrinks down to this pinprick pupil, and uh, drool pours down its chin, and the wizard needs to make a constitution saving throw. Four ain't gonna do it. So he screams in sudden agony. His spell fades away as his concentration is unraveled, and you can see that he's staring at his hands, and you can see that his hair is falling out, and his head is kind of sloughing to the side, and the skin at his fingertips and along his cheek is blackening, blistering, breaking out into these uh, growths and buboes that then rot and just run down his face. He lets this horrible, blood-curdling, agonized scream as he watches the flesh melt from his hand bones, collapses to the ground, and slumps over dead. Clark thinks to himself, don't piss off Blinky. Don't piss off Blinky. Don't piss off Blinky. <laughs> <laughs> Ryoden, your turn. I'm going to try and run and close the door behind me, as has been advised <laughs> by okay. my companions. Uh, as the <laughs> paladin has used her reaction, she cannot strike at you as you run. So, yeah, you can use your action and your free interaction to close both of the double doors. <laughs> I shout at her. My God's better than yours, and slam the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there we I, go. You know what? So... I'm, I'm gonna lay on a. I'm gonna lay on some hands. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give myself some some hands. All right. Yeah. I'll. I'll. Yeah. I'll let you do that. Um, yeah. So I, the doors. Right the doors. Remember, <laughs> they were broken open, so they're not really gonna latch shut. Are you going to try and hold them closed or just deal Question. with that for now? Yeah. Can can we wedge the crowbar in the door? That's possible. Okay. Just try doing that. Yeah. Try to block, use something to block it off. You know what? Yeah, I, I, I would probably 
put my body against it as well because I'm a big man and heavy metal armor. All right, now so I'm you can go ahead. Yeah, you you can go ahead and lay on hands on yourself and uh, and brace yourself against the door. Try to hold it. Yep. Okay. Good. You go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. So uh, I assume you're gonna dump damn near all your healing into you. Yep. I'm gonna. I think that leaves me with seven left. Okay. Cool. Uh, so you hear a muffled cry of rage and agony from inside the room, and it's getting, like, for just a few seconds, steadily louder. And so you brace, as you can tell, that her uh, her heavy steps are hurling her toward the door. And uh, and then there is a monstrous impact. I would like you to make a, uh, a strength check, please. Uh, I rolled a four plus my strength is three, so... <laughs> I don't think this door is holding up. That's a plus, Damn, plus your headphone troubles again. Sorry, one it's moment. A, it's a strength. Uh, sorry, sorry yeah, strength. No, Less not on ability check on that though. No. Oh, yeah. ability. Okay, attack rolls and saving throws. So it's a seven. Okay. Why did? Oh, what do I do things, Jeff? All right. Sorry. What was your uh, What was your result? Uh, my it's, headphones uh, are cutting out. Twenty-seven. I'm getting it's seven. Oh, oh, oh a seven. seven. All right. So uh, you brace yourself, but kind of to no avail as a just terrible impact crashes into the door, throws Ryoden forward off his balance. You kind of stagger and catch yourself, and the doors burst open, and you can see this half-burnt, uh, sort of panting through clenched teeth, enraged uh, paladin of the god of the sun standing in the doorway. Um, so those doors are busted open. Uh, I say, the door thing is... didn't work. <laughs> it did take her action, so so there you That's go. That's true. That's true. Um, I also took mine. Yep. Well, no, right. no, no, no. It, it like just, just yeah. no. It, it it didn't eat your action. Yeah. Uh, so that's gonna be uh, mage is dead. We'll go ahead and take him off my initiative order. Get out of there. Cloak, your turn. How is this lady looking? Uh, I mean, she looks pissed off and a little banged up, but not particularly worse for wear. She, like, like nobody's our... really been, like, like people have not been, they've been focusing on the wizard. So she's taken some incidentals from magic and the like, but, uh, but she hasn't gotten focused on yet, really. Okay, so who's in range of her right now? All of us again, or? Uh, just, uh, Riodan the Nothic. And I think that's it. Uh, Landis, you haven't moved away from the door yet, have you? Yeah, I ran out into the hall. Okay, yeah, you so ran I, back I ran, the hall. Yeah, okay. yeah, or I ran uh, straight down the hall. So, wait, did right. did, um, did uh, Edwin get the backpack? Did you give it to him? The back? Uh, Last time? He didn't take it off of me, did he? Well, I told him to. Uh, oh yeah, the- yeah. Are you gonna let Are you gonna let Edwin take the satchel? Uh, yeah, for a time being. Right. He, he kind of uh, tugs yeah. at it and gimme, gimme. <laughs> yeah, and so right. yeah, that never mind. So Go he's ahead. got it. Yep. No, that's okay. Fine. Um, so then I would move uh, into attacker. Uh, like we can't get in a flanking position on her, can we? Um. I mean, she's kind of in the doorway. Uh, you can both yeah. get up and attack her for sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to attack her. Um, 
I'm trying to think it'd be best if we ran, but she'd just be right after us, like, sounding the alarms, but I'm pretty sure everyone knows we're here. Um, if we don't kill her, yeah, she comes it. back as a boss at the end of the season. That's a rope. Reardon looks like he's probably going to fight her. Uh, yeah, so, Reardon's definitely going to kill her. Okay, yeah. so he's going to run up uh, and uh, he's going to say, uh, Mulgrim, and light his sword. Uh, not to play a warrior because he doesn't have the bonus action. Uh, and sure. he's going to run up uh, and uh, start attacking her. Um, Alright, get her. Okay. Uh, for my two attacks, that is a not going to hit, I don't think, 11. Mm. Oh, plus a d4, which I still uh, don't think it's going to hit. Nope. And she, uh, four, 15. Um, it clatters harmlessly off her heavy armor. Okay. Uh, does a, a uh, 24 hit? 24 totally hits. Okay. Uh, so it's a B a D8 plus 2D6, I believe, for the flaming sword. Yep. 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 Okay. Uh, plus your dexterity. Be, uh, yeah. So this will be. Uh, 16 damage, uh, to, uh, 10 fire damage, uh, and 3 slice, uh, slashing. She takes all of that. Uh, all okay. right, so... Okay, so you managed to get in under her guard and uh, and slash at the sort of uh, more lightly armored back of her thigh. Okay. Uh, I'm really hoping she right. her rear again and really hates it. Uh, did, did you take two attacks or just one? I missed on the first one. Oh, okay, I got a fifteen. Right, right, right. That's, uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That uh, is Land- my action. Landis, your turn. <clears throat> yes. So first, I'm gonna yell in my head. I'm gonna yell in my head to to Edwin, get them out of here and wait for me. And uh, then I'm going to shoot her with Eldritch Blast and twice and um let me ask a question i'm i'm not 100 sure blesses uh you get blessed on every roll or like once per turn or how does it what is it every attack roll every saving throw oh shit okay it is in fact the dog's bollocks (laughs) (laughs) all right i got a 13 and those aren't my bollocks (laughs) (laughs) and um 16. Is that including the D4 on both of those two? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, unfortunately. No. So she uh, okay. she actually deflects one of the bolts with the, the spinning haft of her glaive, and the other one strikes her in the chest and staggers her a bit, but it looks like her armor absorbs the uh, the force. Uh, right. I, uh, can I roll advantage on one of them, or did I wait too late? Roll advantage. Oh, oh, with your, uh, with your inspiration? Yeah. Yeah, you can That's burn your inspiration, inspiration to a, you, you, you can burn your inspiration okay. to roll another die on one of them. Yeah. I hate this lady. Get her. Okay, that's much better. Um 20 27. Oh, that hits like hell. Yeah. Give me some damage. Okay. <laughs> and that is a ta- Oh. That's a 6. Uh, do you have agonizing blast? I can't remember. <gasps> I do. I think. So add, I? Add your I forgot. <laughs> it's one of your elders. I do. I do. I totally forgot. I couldn't remember. I forgot that I got that one. Um. Uh. What did I say? 
You said six, I think? Six, it was the six, I'm sorry. Uh, Ten. Ten, (laughs) ten force damage. Ouch. All right, that one. So that one actually does manage to uh, to punch through her defenses, and she snarls in pain. Landis, Riordan, your turn, sir. All right. Oh, and, twice. and st- sorry, but okay. the, make sure I make sure I keep. Uh, I gotta add um, nothing. And right I am also um, and Edwin. Twice. You said you you wanted Edwin to take the satchel and get out, right? Get out of the building. Yeah. Um, okay. So and then just he... go somewhere away from me. He invisibly takes the satchel and just dive bombs straight out the window, out into the night sky. Yes. I'm also right. moving back uh, 30 feet. The Nothic is going to... Hmm. The Nothic is either going to try and rot her or rip her apart with her uh, claws. Uh, he's going to try to do his rotting gaze on her. Uh, ooh, no. She, um... So the Nothic fixes its glare on the paladin, and uh, you can see that she just sort of um, offers a, a, a just like a, a short prayer to the sun god and shrugs off whatever malign influence it had that sloughed the flesh off of the body of that wizard. Uh, the paladin seems uh, inured to that. So Riodan, now is your turn. Okay, uh, I'm going to hit this lady twice with my tentacle stick, and I'm hoping to hit so I can give her a uh, nice little dose of Marina. Alright. There is a... I realized I was muted. 16! Oh. Uh, and a bless for a 218. Is that a hit? 18 hits. Okay. Then we're gonna lob in a divine smite here. That's oh god. Here we go. For an extra 2d8. Yeah, so Don't level one's mind Yeah. I mean, really, what it comes down to, whose god is better? I mean, that is <laughs> that is the fundamental question. Uh, okay, so, oh my god, there's so much math the way I'm doing this. Why don't I just open, like, roll 20? I hate myself, apparently. Uh, 24 is the number that I have come up with. <laughs> for damage? God, all right. Damage, yeah. All right, that uh, uh, screams in pain. Uh, that uh, your your uh, so you're you're hitting her with the scourge, right? Just using your normal yeah, attacks. hitting the scourge. You, uh, and, your yeah. your scourge lash kind of cuts through uh, the chainmail covering one of the joints of her armor and wraps around and just kind of saws into her shoulder, and blood pours down her armor. So she is oh, yeah. officially bloodied. Second attack will be a plus d four. That will also be an 18. That'll hit. You have identified her armor class successfully. Ha ha! Let's spend another spell slot. Yeah, let's spend the second level spell slot. That'll there you be go. More fun. Let's dump in a 3d8 onto there. Oh, damn. And then just a d6. Uh, wow, 24 again. I rolled an 18 and a 24 twice, both in different combinations, but there you go. All right. Yeah, she... Wow, so that's almost 50 damage in, in your go there. So she, uh, yeah, she is... Her uh, face has gone pale, where it's not scorched by all of the uh, infernal flames bursting up around her, and um, she is uh, breathing heavily, and you can see fear in her eyes now. 
Um, Triodan, it's her turn. So she is going to. Uh, she's she's gonna strike back with everything she's got. So she's gonna lash out at you with her glaive. Uh, I got a fifteen that'll miss. Uh, twenty three, sorry, twenty two, yeah, which will hit. And her third attack is a twenty, which I believe will also hit. So she will strike you yep. twice with the glaive for a total of uh, 11 plus 8. 19 slashing damage. Okay. Alright. It wasn't exactly 50, uh, was it? It was not. It was not. Uh, but she's going to go ahead and burn a spell slot to give you some radiant damage. Oh, she's so she's going to burn a second level spell slot to hit you with 3d8. And, like... uh, and again, with the shitty rolls, that's only 8. <laughs> Ha-ha! All right. Feels like winning. Uh, so, Cloak, that's your turn. Uh, Cloak is going to use his planar warrior uh, as they. Uh, she's currently distracted. Uh, and let's do it. Uh, first attack, that will be probably not... Uh, 11? Nope. Uh, definitely this one. Uh, this will be a uh, 23. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. Okay, and this is uh, for the Fire and Planar Warrior since I missed for the first attack. Yep. Sweet baby Jesus. Uh, all right, this is 10 fire damage. Um, five uh, slashing. Oh, let me just add everything up uh, as a total, anyways. Yep. Uh, 26 damage. So, is that total? Yeah. All right, so between the fire and the force. Your blade draws upon these strange otherworldly energies that are fueling all of these uh, these flames ripping through the library, and it uh, it almost disintegrates through her uh, through her shoulder. Twenty twenty six, you said total. Yeah. Ouch. All right, uh, Landis, it's your turn. Okay, um, I'm gonna um, again smash her right in the chest with a with that thing I do. Okay, 26. That hits. And a 15. <laughs> that misses. Did you do your d4 okay. on that? I did, yeah. Okay, all right. So, so one hit. For one blast. 11. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, yeah, so that catches her right on the side of the face uh, and kind of snaps her back and off balance. Uh, let's see. Riodan, the Nothic, kind of lashes out with its claws, but instead of really trying to do damage because she's so heavily armored, it just starts batting and swat, uh, swiping and swatting at her face to draw her attention away from you. So it's using the help action to give you advantage. So it's your turn. Ah, thanks. Your first attack All against right. her has advantage. I will try and... Roll better. Okay, uh, that is a oh, 19 on one of them. Yeah, 19, uh, uh, 26. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, it's, you know what? You know what? I've got another second level spell slot. And I don't that's, need it as much as I need this person dead. That's 3d8. <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. 11, 13, 18. Plus 22. Plus 22. Please describe to me how you dispatch this rival of your goddess. 
Oh, I just whip out the scourge and gracefully rip off her head. And as the blood spurts all over Riordan, he drinks it in, then cackles. <laughs> all right, the uh, the barbed blood flowing tendrils of the Sangrelash wrap around her throat, and she reaches up with her gauntlets to try and uh, get her fingers underneath it. And you just snarl, bare your fangs, and wrench. And like a garrot or a chainsaw, it slashes through skin, muscle, and bone, and then the armored fingertips of her gauntleted hands, and her head comes away from her shoulders in a fountain of gore as her body clatters to the ground. Uh, and you have sort of a moment to revel in that as you uh, you gorge yourself on a mouthful of her hot blood, and uh, you know, and then a, a wave of heat and smoke and cinders sort of belches out into the hallway in your face. <laughs> <laughs> does she have any money? Does she have a money pouch that's like very readily available on her? <laughs> I mean, if you, blow, stop, I killer, her, right? if you want to stop, if you want to stay, we no, need to leave. To, <laughs> if you want to stop, well, he's so stressed. Day. I feel so bad. <laughs> much more stressed. Well, because we're making a lot of noise. Like we need to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we can stay around here a little longer. This is a nice room in there. I'm not. I'm not right, doing I'm a investigation. I'm just seeing if there's a money pouch like in my like view, and if there no. is, you know. Okay, let's go. There is not. Um, I'm okay. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> Clunk is right. running down the stairs. Uh, and I was like, we got a the mental distraction or something. Or like, we still have Pass Without Trace. Like, uh, let, let's stop. Yeah, I will. All right, you took a shitload of damage, Cloak. Um, okay. So you got to make, make me some constitution saving throws. Okay, <laughs> I'll do that. Uh, with, with Bless. With Bless, yeah. Uh, 22. Good. How many do you want me to make? Uh, how many times were you hit? I think it was, uh... Three? Oh, alright. You took, you, took, you took damage from the glyph, from the Cone of Cold, and then one yeah. shot from the, uh, glaive. So you passed yeah. the glyph, now the Cone of Cold. Uh, this would be a 17. Uh... Um, let's see, 24? I believe that, uh, that fails. So the, the Cone of Cold got you. What, the Cone, no, the Cone of Cold oh, was no, 22. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, 17, 17, 34, you're good, you're good. All right, okay. now the Glaive hit. The Glaive hit. The Glaive hit, okay. Yeah. Uh, the Glaive, the Glaive hit was 17. 22 is my first one for the Cone of Cold. Yep. Oh, no, 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 okay. 17, okay, now you're on the, the Glaive hit. There was three, there was three, yeah. I was right, okay. There was three, yep. Okay. Um, I'm really hoping eight. I think that makes it. Yep, it does. Oh my god! I'm clenching. Oh no my no no! I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The the minimum DC is ten. So okay. So no, nope, I fails. did not. I did not make that it. Fails. Yep. Okay. So your pass no, without traces in fact gone. Do you have another spell slot or no? Nope, I used it. Uh, I used my last one because last time I used Pass Without Trace, then I used Misty Step to get through that door, uh, and then I used my last one as the uh, it came up. Right. Um, right. All right. Um, so Pass Without Trace uh, gutters and fails in the in the midst of that 
that's deadly melee. And uh, so as you all turn from the burning, blazing library and flee with your ill-gotten gains down the stairs, I believe that's where we're going to call it for this week. And we'll pick up once we rejoin with the rest of our party next time. Fantastic. Woo. <laughs> that was stressful. <laughs> I, I realized my character was not leveled up to eight, and I was really hoping I got another like third level spell slot. I'd be like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh it's God. not the case. Oh, oh my God! God. I well played. Well played. Will be using prestidigitation and Eldritch blast down every hallway he can think of. <laughs> we're gonna yeah. have to leave the city. I'm fairly yeah, sure of that. <laughs> if we make oh, it out, we of ruined here. it all. They go. Oh, we're not dead yet. Hugging a potion. potion. I want to say I'm doing that as I'm running down the stairs before, because uh, you fine. you may drink you may drink a healing potion. That's fine. Okay, so that's a uh, rate of healing is 44 plus four, right? Uh, yes. All right. Uh, All <laughs> That was intense. That was, so that was very intense. <laughs> yeah, I know, but <laughs> that was got, good we stuff. Got, we just about made it out alive. Um, let's go around and cast the crew. Do we enjoy ourselves tonight? <laughs> We're almost there. Well, that's next week's problem. Uh, yep. <laughs> we find you guys online. Thank next you guys in chat for watching us tonight. Yeah, yeah. Those. Uh, but yes, thank I'm you guys for today. Hanging out with us through the stress. Oh my gosh, Ooh. this was a stressful one. Next week is going to be worse. Join us next time, yeah. uh, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll be here next week. Uh, tune into more of the World's Tree Burns. But let's go, Dan. Uh, man, uh, how was this night for you? Oh, that was great. I, uh, you know, I, this was this was always going to be interesting because however you guys decide to approach this is going to determine a lot. Um, yeah, so we're in the thick of that now. So far, you have eliminated all witnesses, so we'll see what you can do getting out of here. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens next week. I had a blast. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm Dan Dillon. You can find me on Twitter at Dan underscore Dillon underscore one. I'm a uh, game designer on, at Wizards of the Coast on the D&D team. Fantastic stuff. Awesome. I'm McLoken. How is that tonight for you and Cloak? Uh, I'm McLoken. You might recognize me from such films as um, Leave No Witness Left Behind and uh, 101 Ways to Make Money Quickly. Um, so um, I, uh, I'm McLoken. Uh, I do some streaming here on Twitch. I don't do a lot. Uh, I got to get into map making streaming, uh, fantasy maps. Uh, I've been getting, I've been doing that lately, and it's been fun for me. Um, other than that, uh, sometimes I do GTA RP. Uh, but uh, more than likely, I will be on a show on someone's channel doing RP and acting on the character. So uh, follow me on my Twitter, at McLoken. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, I'm going to be a nervous wreck all week, trying to figure out uh, how we're going to escape out of this. I can't wait to inform uh, Moth and uh, Simply of uh, um, all, all the shenanigans that we got into. Um, <laughs> yes. We did oh. it. We did it, kind of. Maybe. Did we? We did, a, did we? we did a part of something. There was a paladin um, fight. <laughs> we set the castle on fire. We accomplished our first goal. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We did prove that my god is the best, and that's that's important. My for god me. is uh, god. Buddy, how, was that? how stressful tonight was that for you and Lazarus? I was so 
I that was my first real combat with Dan uh, leading the the combat and it was terrifying mm -hmm. and stressful the whole episode trying to stay stealthy was so stressful but oh man Edwin is clutch I love that little guy so much so it was it, but it was fun it was super fun I'm I'm proud of us I didn't think we were gonna be able to kill um a mage I was afraid he's gonna be like a monster but um it was I'm I'm uh ooh. The next week is going to be insane, but I'm Birdie, aka the Birdie Source. You can find me here on Twitch or any other social media platform uh, with that name. And next, you can see me on uh, Friday in our very first episode of On the Block, a Judge Dread uh, role playing game Ooh. on Encounter Roleplay. So check that out. I think we're at like five o'clock no, Eastern. Pretty, or pretty good yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a really good channel. <laughs> Yes. So I yeah, on a group. <laughs> oh, oh man, today was so stressful. Uh but I loved every minute of it. And so I can't wait to try and explain what happens to the team next week. Uh I hope you guys will be back joining us. Thank you guys. There's some folks here in chat every week who come along and support us and uh check out the channel. So if you haven't yet followed the Cobalt Press channel, definitely do so. It's very young, it's very fresh. Uh, we hit affiliate status the other week, and so we'll have emotes and subs and stuff like that very shortly. So that's super exciting. There are going to be some super cute kobold emotes coming in. So uh, keep your eye out for that. But uh, we'll be back next week for some more World Tree Buns. Hope to see you guys there. Until next time, good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.